93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, May 3rd. We go to True Beauty Concepts, where Kathy is for Kathy's Cuts. And good morning to you, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a former volunteer soccer coach for the Special Olympics has been charged with raping one of his adult male players. 28-year-old Michael Sheldon of Reading is being held in the Berks County Jail on $250,000 bail for the alleged assault, which occurred last July. The victim told police he was watching television when, uh, with Sheldon in his apartment on South 19th Street when Sheldon asked him if he wanted to fool around. According to the court documents, the victim told Sheldon no. According to court documents, Sheldon then allegedly got into bed and assaulted the victim. In an interview with detective in, detectives in August, Sheldon denied having any sexual contact with the man, uh, but he did admit to kissing him on several occasions. The Special Olympics of Pennsylvania released this statement of the incident. Special Olympics Pennsylvania is aware of the charges the district attorney has made against former volunteer Mike Sheldon. Although the alleged incidents do not involve us immediately Upon being uh, made aware of the allegations during the summer, the Special Olympics Pennsylvania suspended Mr. Sheldon from any activity with the organization. As this matter is with the authorities, uh, we cannot comment further at this time. It's just sickening. Right? Absolutely awful. Police in New Jersey are investigating a case of road rage where a man shattered a window of a school bus while there were children on the bus. The incident reported on April 19th, just before 3 p.m. on Ramtown Greenville Road in Hopewell Township while the bus still had a handful of kids between the ages of 5 and 8 on board. Police said Tuesday a passenger in an older silver or white-colored sedan with faded paint got into a confrontation with the driver of the school bus. Kathy Anderson, a school bus driver for 32 years, says she was trying to make a left-hand turn. Uh, When she thought it was clear, she pulled out. As I did, the car was coming up the road, she said, and the driver locked up his brake, so the car kind of fishtailed a little bit. It all went downhill from there. She says the passenger in the other vehicle immediately resorted to obscenities and violence. The passenger approached the school bus uh, on the driver's side and began yelling at her before punching the window and causing it to shatter. Anderson said the driver and passenger in the other vehicle were young, probably teenagers. Uh, Police were called, and eventually another bus took the frightened kids uh, back home. They said that the kids were shaken up. Some of them were crying. Uh, Anderson said she was scared as well. Police said the driver of the vehicle is not accused of any crimes, but investigators reviewed surveillance video to identify the passenger. 18-year-old Keith Halbauer turned himself into police on Wednesday after detectives contacted him about his involvement with the incident. Uh, He's charged with one count of criminal mischief and released on summons with pending a court date. Here we go again. Nearly a dozen cars had their tires slashed in Philadelphia. A single mother spoke to... Spoke to ABC and said she was stranded at her home Wednesday after a knife-wielding vandal slashed nearly a dozen parked cars in the 3600 block of Aspen Street. Surveillance video shows the suspect acting alone, so it was just one person. Uh, but 20 blocks away on Media Street between 54th and 61st, Philadelphia police say that three men slashed the tires of about 50 parked cars back in March. Given the distance, detectives don't believe this latest incident is related, but residents on Aspen Street worry this brazen vandal could return and strike again. You guys. No, I mean, this yeah. is just, it's one it's, of the ultimate dick moves. Yeah, like it's just tires, but like this this single mother came out and she couldn't get to work because her tires were slashed. And tires are not cheap. No. no, no. Tires are expensive, yeah. Even cheap tires are not cheap. Yeah. Hey, if you buy the tire insurance and your tire gets slashed. It's a good the, question. I, I, think know, I think you're regular. I, I think know. it'd probably be covered under maybe your, is it covered under auto insurance? Is it covered oh. under your home insurance? No. I remember. Because I have tire, I have tire replacement, um, 
you know, uh, I, that I bought with my car. The package. Package, yeah. but I don't believe yeah. it includes having them slashed. Uh, I, I don't know. I remember right. getting that tire package and having to replace um, all four tires of my car at one point, and none of them were covered under the package. Yeah, it's usually pretty specific. Yeah, it's not like a wear and tear thing. It's mm. like if you hit a pothole thing. That's or, usually you know. what it's for. And then I also have the package for the for the rims. So, you know, you, you hit the yep. sidewalk or something, yeah. Uh, so anyone with information about this tire slashing incident is uh, asked to contact police at 215-686-TIPS. In sports this morning. Ball sacks are yummy. Ball sacks are yummy. The Sixers easily beat the Toronto Raptors last yeah. night in South Joel Embiid scored 33 points and had a double-double to lead the Sixers to a 116-95 win over the Raptors. Baby. Baby. 2-1 lead in the Eastern Conference semifinal series. Jimmy Butler added 22 points and was one assist and one rebound short of a triple-double. Game 4 is Sunday afternoon at the center tip-off is set for 3.30. The Phillies were off last night and returned to action tonight as they open up a weekend series at home against the Washington Nationals. The Phils are in first place in the National League East, a game and a half in front of the Mets and four and a half in front of the Nationals. Former Philly Jeremy Hellickson will get the start for the Nats and Jared Eikhoff will go for the Phils. First pitch is scheduled for 7.05. In the NHL, the Boston Bruins beat the Blue Jackets 4-1 in Game 4 last night in Columbus and even that series at two games apiece. And in the Western Conference, the Colorado Avalanche shut out the San Jose Sharks, winning 3-0 in Game 4 in Denver. That series is also tied at 2. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. I have to begin that uh, I'm a little bit uh, hurt today because um, sometimes we have these things called a meet-and-eat here at the uh, Preston and Steve Show. And I saw on my info sheet this morning, meet-and-eat, Panera Bread. <laughs> Panera Bread is providing food at Kathy's Cuts this morning, yeah. not here in our studio. So the table was set up for nothing here. Yeah. Oh, you got I don't know. Wait a minute, Marissa. Wait, hold on, hold on. I don't on. think so. Marissa? I think Kathy made special arrangements to have Panera dropped off here, guys. Yay! Did you, Kath? Is this true? Marissa, I did. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, oh, now I feel that. Quest- hold on. That was a question for Marissa. What was? What? I, my I question know. was, I did. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Oh, man. I think she was, what? You did. You did. Okay, oh, I, did. Yeah. Right, I did. I did, guys. Listen. Ladies and gentlemen, provisions have been made to feed us because we're wasting away to nothing. Uh-huh. Well, listen, we have some guests this morning, and no. I thought it would be nice, you know. But anyhow, Panera Bread is going to be supplying food. Where you are, Kathy's cuts is going on. There's uh, I can hear I can hear that buzz of activity in the background, Kath. Yeah, you know what? Everybody's uh, ready to go. They have their fluorescent green T-shirts on. That's our T-shirt wow. color this year. Uh, and yeah, so all of the stylists um, have arrived. They're kind of getting their stations set up, and uh, I see the first set of donors uh, sitting in the waiting room. So yeah, we're going to get underway any minute. All right, cool. And uh, this is at True Beauty Concepts on Southampton. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, in Southampton. Yeah, Street Road in Southampton. Trying to yes. get all this right. 
Um, so you're blown away by the Panera news. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, my head's spinning a little yeah. bit still. I'm so excited to be on. Ladies and gentlemen, food will be provided to the Preston and Steve show. It's always a good thing. Uh, so we'll be checking in with you through the course of the morning, Kath, just to yeah. uh, see how things are going. Cool? Gr- great. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. And is any TV, are any TV stations coming out today? Yeah. So you know what? We're going to be on uh, in about a half an hour with NBC10, and then at 9.15, uh, Fox 29 is coming out. Awesome. Okay, cool. We'll check back in a bit, Kathy. Great. Sounds good. All right. Good. So uh, that is one of the things that is happening today. And, yes, we have some uh, guests in the studio. It would be nice to feed him because Jason Kelsey. Could, he's a big man. He's a big man. Got to have an appetite. He needs nourishment. Absolutely. And uh, he's in to talk about the uh, Eagles Autism Challenge, which is uh, coming up May 17th and May 18th. And uh, we'll get the, the full information uh, from him a little bit later on. We also have uh, rapper and actor Common, who's going to ge- be getting in touch today. An author. Uh, he's got a new book. That's right. Let Love Have the Last Word. So he's going to be talking about that. And, of course, he's filmed in Philadelphia before he's been here. Uh, actually, in our studio. Before. John Wick 2. Yeah, that's true. Uh, they didn't shoot that in Philadelphia. No. No, but all right. So anyhow. They we, shot everything else. We'll talk to him uh, later on today. And uh, we've got our... Word of the Week prize to give away. We have a movie screening of which is next week. You know, I can it's a s- Monday, right? Uh, yeah, I can give these away right now. Yeah. So we've got the um, uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, and let's go ahead and take eight callers and put you on our list at 215-263-WMMR. It's Monday at the UA Riverview at 7.30 p.m. So let's get you on board for that. Call right now. And we'll do some more giveaways when we return because I'll get into the uh, Super Question, the Entertainment Report, and all that. And we'll keep checking back in uh, with Kathy. I do want to remind you, though, uh, that uh, Panera Bread uh, has been... Has been... Part of uh, Kathy's cuts for this is their third year doing it, and, and we can't thank them enough for that. And uh, the Panera Bread uh, food is it should be now delivering. By the way, so just giving you a heads up and go to panerabread.com. So these things and more are taking place. We're gonna break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us this morning. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of Eighth and Walnut in Philly. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, Kathy's Cuts, Wigs for Kids, the whole thing. Have people started uh, getting their hair removed for this yet, Kath? Yep. So, the first appointments um, started at 6.30. They're just sitting in their seats. Of course, right off the bat, we've got little kids uh, here already. Um, and, yeah, we're, we're sitting them down in the chairs, and they're getting ready to go. Gravity Hair Salon, David Arnold Hair Salon. And new this year is uh, Tier Hair Salon, who huh. uh, is right here in the area. They're right around the corner. Um, so, they're helping us out. We're at True Beauty Concepts. Panera has arrived here. I don't know if it's back at the studio for you guys yet but it's here for all of our donors uh and metro metro beverage of philadelphia also uh providing some drinks for everybody this morning all right cool man we'll check back in maybe meet some people who are getting their uh their hair chopped this morning yeah definitely and you know what um some people if you didn't have a chance i got a few emails you know people who wanted to come out and the schedule just didn't work but um wigsforkids.org is the website you can go there you can uh you know find a salon that will cut the hair for you it give you all t- kinds of um you know directions on what to do and how to donate so if you couldn't make it 
it out today. You can still go to their website and uh, donate. All right, cool. Excellent. We'll check back in with Kathy Wigs for Kids and Kathy's Cuts taking place as we speak. And, in fact, you can uh, you can look online. We have a video. Yeah, it's very impressive. Uh, it's like a, a military operation. Yeah, and I love the inside of that building. It's so cool. It's like yeah. an old uh, farmhouse that they uh, uh, that they added on to, and it's got a really cool, rustic look about it. So. They've been very gracious to uh, to allow this to happen for the past couple of years. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's see. We're going to do a stupid question. Welcome, Marissa Magnotti. studio. She's going to be in here with us. So let's see. We're going to do the stupid question today. We're going to give away an Avengers Endgame prize pack. And we're going to ask this question. Shrek was the first winner for what inaugural category of the Academy Awards in 2001? Shrek. This should be pretty easy. 215263WMMR. Shrek was the first winner of what inaugural category at the Academy Awards, and that was in 2001. So call right now. Some birthdays to mention on Friday, May 3rd. It is Christina Hendricks' Mm -hmm. birthday. We had her on not that long ago. She's the ultimate sort of curvy. Yeah. Um, you know, old Hollywood style. A siren. I yeah, yeah, her. absolutely. And yeah. she was uh, great on Mad Men. Yeah. yeah. And Beautiful she's... red hair. She's uh, stunning eyes. Yeah, old, she's old, the old package. Yep. She's in a show um, on Netflix. I believe it started on Sundance, but now it, it, it lives on Netflix. If you wanted to find it, it's called Happen Leonard. I really, really enjoyed that first season that she's in. I think there's three seasons, so. Uh, Leonard Part 6, what did you say it was? Hap and Leonard. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Hap I, and Leonard. Part I watched that other show she's on, too, uh, with the three girls that yes. robbed the grocery store. It's, it was... it's not bad. No, yeah, yeah I watched it on the plane. It's pretty cute. It's got a good sense of humor to it. Happy 44 to her today. Uh, Greg Gumbel, sportscaster, brother of Brian Gumbel, I believe. Yeah. yeah. All right, and, and less douchey. Uh, he is 73, so is he the older of the two? I, I think so. I always thought he was younger. Yes, so did me I. Too. Yeah. yeah. So but, how old is Bryant then? It's a good question. I'll uh, look it up. One, <laughs> one we may never know the answer to, but uh, I know that uh, Greg Gummel is 73. And Bryant is 70. Okay. Oh, oh he's right. the older one. So Greg is the older brother. And where, anybody know where he currently... Who, Bryant or Greg? No, 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 Greg. Greg Bryant, does uh, football and stuff. Because Bryant I watch on Real Sports. Yeah, Which right. is great. I am not deep into sports at all. All I'm, I'm just a surface sports guy, and that is one of the best run programs I've ever seen. They it's they so they make it watching. interesting to they the neophyte. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, so Greg, they did one not too long ago about ice fishing. Oh, did they? And it was I wanted. I would love to see that. It was great. If, I feel they, like I if they can make that they a found, very boring sport oh, interesting. They found this guy who is so fanatical and crazy, over-the-top, excited about ice fishing. It was hilarious. Cool. Well, I, I was it. actually talking to a woman yesterday. Her name is Katina, who she did some schooling in northern Minnesota. And she was talking about how exciting ice fishing is. Okay. Well, maybe <laughs> maybe next season yeah. we uh, we go out ice fishing. Greg Gummel is 73. Then you have uh, Bobby Cannavale. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um... He's Ant-Man. been in lots of stuff. He's an Ant-Man? Yeah, he's, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. he's the uh, stepdad. He's great. Oh, my God. I love how he changes his tone in the second movie. It's so good. He's so It's so good. Awesome. And how he changes in the first movie. Yeah, when he, true. When he, he proves that he's a good guy, and you just watched him in Jumanji, right? Uh, he's is the villain yeah. in yeah. that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, great actor. He's 49 today. Uh, and then the last birthday, Frankie Valli, ah. lead singer of The Four Seasons. Uh, when we had the Geeter in here one time, uh, he's like, hey, you guys want to talk to Frankie Valley? <laughs> sure. Yes. So he just called him up, and he, he was on the on the West Coast, too. It was super early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Talk to freaking Frankie Valley. I know. Yeah. 
So were you you a big fan? That's not him singing. I know, but it's the only freaking Four Seasons song we have in the thing. Uh, Big Four Seasons fan, absolutely. I actually, one time, uh, had... and I was at, uh, and I'll forget who this was. I was at Benari Jewelers, and I was talking to a guy that worked there. It was a guy or girl. This is how long it was. And we got on a conversation, and uh, this person goes, yeah, my dad was in the Four Seasons. I'm like, <laughs> what? I'm sorry. What? You, yeah. you, you mean, you know, uh, Ragdoll and Big yeah. Girls Don't Cry and all that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he wrote a lot of those songs. I was like, you've got to be kidding is me. Is he the dude? So sent me a, uh, a a full box set DVD of all the Four Seasons music, and I just I spent all this time going through it all again. I'm like, this was really really great. Stuff. So in Jersey Boys, there's the the guy who's the main songwriter. Was that who it was? Who wrote um, uh, Short Shorts before being a part of, uh, huh. of the Four Seasons? I don't remember. Yeah, because there's That's one there's terrible. one guy who's sort of the uh, the, the Brian Wilson yeah. of of uh, the Four Seasons yeah. writes ninety percent of the hits. Like most people, I was really just familiar with Frankie Valley. Yeah, and that's it. You know, I did not care for the movie. However, I on, did like the movie. However, on Broadway. It's like my favorite show. Is right. it? I was dancing through the streets of New York yeah. after I saw it. I loved it. How yeah. about those old bitches that wouldn't shut up talking while you went to it? Wasn't it, that you? No, that wasn't me, was okay, it? Okay, then who was, was it? me? It might have been me, but it, you know what? The the magic of the performance. It I just overwhelmed the old bitches. I know somebody who was at a show, and these older ladies were sitting in front of them, and they wouldn't shut up the whole time, and even... So I thought it was you. It Maybe might it listen. It, it probably me, but my memory ain't what it used to be. That's all good. <laughs> Got a touch of the uh, dementia. <laughs> Not getting any younger. Yeah. Uh, Frankie Valley is 85. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Frankie Valley, with the Four Seasons. Yeah, they were among the. The early yeah. inductees. 1990, they, they got inducted. Yeah. And then, uh, last birthday, another musical one, Steve, Christopher Cross. Christopher Christopher Cross. Um, Sailing, yeah, he had, take me away. He had three huge hits. That was one of them, Ride Like the Wind, yeah. and Arthur's Theme, Best That You Can Do. Uh, and for a time, he was way on top of the charts, man. I don't know if you remember this, Preston, but there was a time when these the songs started to come out and people would just loved them and they were sort of romantic and then he made a live appearance on an award show, and people finally saw him. He was fat. He, yeah, he just looked weird, and and it just I think it just and even he says it sort of killed his career oh, after that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Kind of but the guy could write songs. Yeah, yeah, he played a big part in the behind the scenes of A Star Is Born. Did he? Yeah, because uh, Bradley Cooper. Did you guys see it yet? Yeah, I love it. I haven't. I need to. I need to see it. Bradley Cooper uh, played uh, on stage like before and after his shows at Leeds Festival and a lot of the um, country festivals. So okay. he was playing to Christopher Cross's crowd, oh. and I think maybe his son was a writer on the movie as well too, with some of the music. All right. Well, so there's a lot of his influence over that. 68 years old today, so happy birthday! Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Shrek was the first winner of what inaugural category of the Academy Awards, and this was in 2001. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to, let's go to Kel for the oh, answer. Dr. Hey, Dr. hey Dr. Kel. Dr. Durka. Oh, yeah, Durka. Durka to you. I knew, jumping the gun a little bit there, Kel. I know you're excited, <laughs> but it's all good, and I appreciate the love. But tell me what was the uh, first, or Shrek was the first winner of what inaugural category in 2001? Okay, best animated film? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah! Yeah, once we got to 2001, the Academy realized, hey, 
The animated movies are pretty good. They would do special awards, but it was never a fixed category. All right, Kel, hang on, because we do have a movie prize for you, an Avengers Endgame prize pack, including a pair of Admit One Fandango tickets to see the film, Lunchbox, T-shirt, sunglasses, and more. Plus... God, I want that freaking thing. A pair of tickets to see Marvel Universe of Superheroes now at the Franklin Institute, and you can explore Marvel's legacy through immersive set pieces, original artwork, movie props, costumes, and more. An exhibit for the hero and all of us. You can get tickets today at fi.edu. Sad news from the world of Star Wars. Yeah. Peter Mayhew, who became known to fans worldwide as the lovable, lovable Wookiee Chewbacca, uh, has died. He was 74 years old. Uh, Mayhew's death comes just days before Star Wars Day. Of course, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. With you which is, is that wild? Yeah. Uh, the actor died uh, Tuesday in his uh, North Texas home with his family by his side. His official Twitter account shared the news on Thursday. Uh, he had undergone spinal surgery in July in an effort to improve his mobility. People of that size, as they get older, really have difficult with mobility, so difficulty I, with mobility. I've seen him twice, maybe three times at uh, these conventions, and he's always he, he was always hunched over, sitting, a cane, the whole deal. Yeah, and and, it, and in fact, they succumb a lot to uh, heart issues, which is what Peter Mayhew had. Uh, the London native played Chewbacca in Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Revenge of the Sith, and The Force Awakens. He had done some minor acting. He played a uh, a minotaur in the Ray Harryhausen fantasy Sinbad and the Eye of the Tiger, or which, Eye of the Tiger. Which I saw. Uh, yeah, I've seen him too. Yeah. And uh, was working as a hospital orderly when he tried out for the part of Chewbacca. Uh, he got the role based on his physique. Uh, George Lucas was in desperate need of someone who would be able to play taller than Darth Vader. In his prime, Mayhew stood at seven foot three. After wrapping the first uh, Star Wars, he went back to work as an orderly and didn't leave that job for good until the release of Return of the Jedi. By that time, he figured he was good. Well, after which he he made uh, a living off of Chewbacca becoming the uh, you know a con- doing the conventions. Oh story. yeah, so always at the conventions. Yeah, Mayhew acted as a key mentor to Finnish actor Junis Suato- uh, Suatomo, who we had here in the studio, uh, and he was in Force Awakens uh, scenes as Chewbacca. Uh, Suatamo uh, took over the, the mantle permanently in 2017's Last Jedi. A private memorial for Mayhew will take place June 29th, and there will be a gathering for fans at Empire Con LA in December. Not, uh, you know, with someone that tall, I, I assume, do they always have a few seven-foot-plus coffins at the ready, or is there are there custom, you know... I, I gotta I, believe they're custom, man. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't... You, you, you know, they, it's not like they have a double XL. Yeah, I don't know what his uh, final plans were, though. He seems like one of those guys that uh, kind of struggled with being this uh, iconic character for a while. And, he and clearly maybe, did. Maybe, maybe took it personally and uh, was identified as nothing but being Chewbacca for a stretch. And then I think he came around. I think towards the end of his life, he really embraced it. I think he liked going to the fan uh, interaction things. I mean, it I'd like, like to think so, Nick, because could, to that point, every time I saw him, he looked like he was pissed off. Yeah, right? and I think that he probably was for a stretch. I mean, he was identified for being one thing. Yeah, uh, and and it wasn't even him. It was you know, it was a costume. That it was, he was a wearing. carpet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. I mean, but you could say, hey, you could either be known as Chewbacca or an orderly. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so maybe you take your pick. Um, so he is survived by his wife, Angie, and uh, three children. So sad news today. Hey, for Kelly Clarkson, the show must and did go on after hours after hosting the Billboard Music Awards in Vegas. 
uh, for the second consecutive year. Uh, she cut her celebration short and underwent surgery to get her appendix removed. Did it rupture? No, it didn't. It was an emergency surgery. Okay. But still, you know, she... she so she confirmed the news on Twitter on Thursday, explaining that she had broken down in tears after the show from pain ah. and immediately flew back home once the award show wrapped on Wednesday night. Uh, she also shared that she had the surgery at uh, Cedar sinai Medical Center in L.A. first thing on Thursday morning. I mean, like the next day. So she you, she had to have been She's a trooper. in pain uh, pulling that off. Preston, she displayed the kind of pluck I saw when I watched from Justin to Kelly. I'm sure. <laughs> because uh, even though everything was trying to drive those two apart, in the end, love prevailed. Uh, she had been experiencing intense appendicitis pain for the last week or so. Is there anyone who's ever had an appendix or an appendicitis or the, the appendix rupture or whatever? It yeah. is incredibly painful. My I mother had, had it Nick years did. ago. Oh, that's right. I had it in France. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I had it removed. I passed out on the Eiffel Tower. It's uh, the worst pain that I had as a kid. I, and maybe subsequent pain has been uh, worse, but it's awful. Fortunately for you, Howard Hessman saved your life. <laughs> yeah. He jumped in and While performed triage. Yeah. Yeah. Gave yeah. you a tracheotomy. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it was the same trip, right? It was the same okay. trip. Howard Hessman's a douchebag. All right. The pain come on you instantly, or no? Okay, no, and you the, just the, felt it mounting. Yeah, and I didn't even know I was in France, and I didn't even know what appendicitis was. And they're trying to explain to me in in French what this thing that it was that I was going through. But what I did know was that I had this intense indo- uh, abdominal pain, and uh, it got worse. Mm. So when I passed out on the Eiffel Tower, <laughs> it was because it was at the beginning stages of the appendicitis. My appendix fortunately did not burst. Uh, I got into the hospital in time before it was removed. Well, wow. uh, Kelly or Clarkson likely won't be down for long. She intends to return to The Voice in just a few days uh, for Monday's live show. What a trooper. Uh, the Reynolds household is about to get even livelier. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. I get it. I get, get it. Blake Ryan Lively. Lively. Blake Lively. 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 Uh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. Uh, they revealed that she's pregnant with a third child when she stepped out in New York for the premiere of Pokemon Detective Pikachu on Thursday, wearing a yellow dress, which hugged her baby bump. Uh, Lively also posed alongside uh, Ryan Reynolds, and a rep for the actress did not immediately respond to people's requests for comment. But the couple, who wed in 2012, are already parents of four-year-old daughter James and two-year-old daughter Inez. Uh, but uh, I saw the picture. She looks phenomenal. You know, you forget that uh, he had been married briefly to Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, yep. Uh, Reynolds and Lively have built a cozy life outside of Hollywood uh, for their adorable brood, making their home in Bedford, New York. Totes adorbs. Uh, their focus is on family. Uh, and Reynolds recently told people he and Lively won't work at the same time in order to keep their family together. He said, Blake and I don't do movies at the same time. If she's doing a movie in Thailand and I'm doing a movie in Vancouver, we would just never see each other. We operate as a unit, and that works really well for us. Did you see what he's getting for his uh, movie that he's doing for Netflix? $20 million. Wow. So Netflix doesn't pay. They don't pay points because when you do a movie for Netflix, you're not. it, it doesn't open in theaters. So the salary gets paid all up front. Wow. Old school. He said the kids stay with us and the family stays together, and that is where home is. So if we're in Spain or Utah or New York, as long as we're together, we are home. Uh, though Reynolds is currently outnumbered, that doesn't mean that he's hoping for a boy this time around. Uh, he had told people having a daughter was a dream come true for me. If I could have nine daughters, I'd be thrilled, really. Like, I genuinely would be. So they got another one on the way. Could which... you imagine if you were a boy and your dad was Deadpool? That'd be so cool. That is a cool thing. Uh, Miss USA was crowned last night, and it's uh, Miss North Carolina, Chelsea Crist. 
after Miss Oklahoma, Trina Brown, was named second runner-up and Miss New Mexico, Alejandra Gonzalez, was named first runner-up. Chris was crowned Miss USA 2019. I was watching it last night. They kept it to just two hours. I, um, you know, it, it, I was it live? I, I had to be live last night, right? Because I believe so, they seem yeah. like super yeah. on everything. It Dude, was just moving and moving and moving. These things come and go now, and like You're, they don't even know. You don't no. even know. Who's I, can't, I honestly can't believe this pageant still exists. I mean, in this day and age, I'm I'm surprised. Well, I, you had <laughs> so you had uh, uh, Nick and Vanessa Lachey right. as your hosts. Uh, I, who was it? Uh, T Pain was the musical. Oh yeah, they got T Pain. <laughs> well, oh, well, hey man, he had a huge resurgence after the Masked Singer, by the way. Yeah. Okay. So, so T Pain was uh, there, and uh, they just kept it moving. I'll tell you who looked stunning, actually, Miss Pennsylvania. Did she? Yeah, she was really, uh-huh. really gorgeous. I thought she might have had a shot. Chris, a full-time attorney that is licensed to practice law in two states. According to her Miss USA bio, was crowned by her predecessor, Miss USA 2018, Sarah Rose Summers. This year, the winner was chosen by a selection committee, which was uh, comprised of accomplished female entrepreneurs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Business (laughs) with the chorus getting hit. (laughs) Which was comprised of accomplished female entrepreneurs, business leaders, and industry experts, including former pageant winners. Oh, you know what, Preston? It was amazing as they went through everyone. I kept saying, I don't know him. I don't know her. I don't know him. Nobody! The contestants included women working in numerous fields such as journalists, entrepreneurs, and physical operations specialists in the U.S. Army Reserve, doctoral students, active and aspiring attorneys, and first-generation Americans, among others. God, what a patriotic night. God bless us, everyone. Uh, That was in Reno, by the way, that they did. So they... Reno. Reno. And Reno. Reno. It could Coming be. to you live from Chester, Pennsylvania. Couldn't get Vegas. Wow. <laughs> All right, moving on. Coming uh, to you from Croydon. Uh, <laughs> where naked people yep. roam the streets. From the public library at Croydon. Uh, 29-year-old Liam Hemsworth tells GQ Australia that he is ready to start a family with Miley Cyrus someday, though. Oh, knock it off. He said, once, <laughs> he, listen to this, he says, once, uh, once we don't have so many dogs... Uh, they'll what start is, working on a on a family. What are they banging the dogs right now? He said you couldn't bring a baby into our house right now, but one day we'll know when it's right. But right now, not for the time being. How many? Ten, fifteen, maybe twenty. We have to wait said. for the dogs to die. Yeah. Yeah. Once all our dogs are dead, yeah. we can bring children into the house. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of bringing children into the house, Buckingham Palace issued a statement regarding the uh, whereabouts of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's offspring, because so many royal fans are convinced. That she secretly gave birth already. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, on Thursday, the palace said that the baby has not yet been born and that they will update media outlets uh, when he or she has. Could you keep something like that a secret? No. No, not in not when no. you're one of the most public couples in the world. Even if you go to the greatest lengths possible, someone somewhere is going to pay one of the tab. Or the tabloids will pay them for the information, and that's how that stuff gets out. In other royal news, uh, Meghan and Harry sent kind wishes to Princess Charlotte, that's uh, William and Kate's daughter, uh, on her birthday. They wrote on Instagram, happy birthday, Charlotte, lots of love, H-N-M-X-O. They sent her a BB gun. Uh, Charlotte is uh, <laughs> four years old today, by the way, or she was uh, on her birthday. Hey, it took 55 night shoots to complete 
the Battle of Winterfell in Game of Thrones. That was the last episode. Wow. It was called The Long Night. You said all takes place throughout the one night. And, and it's very, very, very dark if you haven't seen it yet. And by that, I don't mean the tone of it, which it is, but I mean uh, the actual visual experience. It's really dark and it's hard to see a lot of things. So they shot all that at night for 55 nights. And uh, Amelia Clark was on Jimmy Kimmel and... Um, she said, hold on to your hats, basically, because if you thought that episode three of the final season was crazy, she said, just wait. Episode five is actually bigger. Uh, so not this weekend, but the following weekend. She said, episode five is, she said, I mean, four and five and six, they are all insane. Is six the final episode? Yeah, that's it. So, wow. Yeah, we're almost are done. You, is it bittersweet as far as you're concerned right Very now? Very much so. But I'm holding on to the fact that they are planning on doing... Another series that will be way, 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 way in the past and goes back to the origins of of Westeros and so forth. So I'm looking forward to that. And I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to dive in and go back to the beginning for a third time. Really? All again. It is that good, in my opinion. The question here, and again, I I don't want, I will, once it's wrapped up, I will jump in. Is the Khaleesi going to be a bad girl so she can win over Jon Snow at the end of the carnival? <laughs> oh, oh, like in Greece. In Greece. Yeah. Oh, and then they're going to fly uh, away on their dragon. Uh, yeah, the, the dragon. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she'll Maybe she'll change. Uh, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so the finale is the same weekend as Emma Barbecue. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay. Yeah, because it's not the same day, thank God. No. So uh, we'll have the, that on Saturday and then a uh, big Sunday for you as well. Yeah, so yeah. will you stay up oh, yeah. and watch that one? For the last one, yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah. So what, uh, okay, all right, are you going to have a party? No, uh, no, I'd rather, I'd rather. Sit with it yourself. Yeah, I'd rather just, you know, be alone where I can pay attention and That's I don't need to have company. Do you want, do you want a big blowout ending or do you want a, a, ref, a reflective like a clip show? Yeah. Everybody's like, like, and, and bloopers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Bob Hope. I want to tell you. I would like the, the maybe the last half of it to, to, to wind down. I don't want it to be, you know, like um, uh, like Karate Kid where it ends with, bum, 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 yeah. movie's over. Sweet yeah. the Dragon. You know, Yeah, exactly. Sweet the Dragon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I think it's going to be filled with... I, I'm not expecting it to be tied up in a neat little bow at all. I think the nature of this series is, is going to be sloppy. Is to throw you off, and that something really horrible is going to happen. Along with something, it's going to be triumph and tragedy uh, together. But that's that's just my. What know, if the tragedy is more along a financial thing where they lose a lot of their 401ks? Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, that hurts in the long run. <laughs> it hurts in the long run. Um, so I, I'm, I'll be curious to see what the viewing audience is for oh, that man. final episode. I'm definitely excited. So uh, she says, but episode five is gigantic. So we'll see. Uh, Law and Order creator Dick Wolf has finalized his <laughs> Wolf Dick. Is Wolf Dick here? Do you know what that that actually? I almost have a um, a Pavlovian response to that. Do you know why? Oh, okay. Because when you hear that at Great Wolf Lodge, that means that the wave pool is is about to start up. Really? Okay. Yes. Oh, that's cool. So, hey, let's go. I, I was noticing you were putting on your your bathing cap, <laughs> and I had my water wings ready to go. Uh, but the, and that's exactly what they play. It's, it sounds just wow. like that. So as soon as you, as soon as you hear that, <laughs> everybody to the wave pool. The Great Wolf Lodge would like to announce the activation of the wave pool. There are 
A lot of people listening right now that had the same reaction that I did. So, anyhow, Dick Wolf has finalized his divorce from his wife, Noelle, a few months after he filed for uh, for separation. Uh, listen, listen to the numbers here. So, despite a prenup, so he, he, they already have a prenup. Right. They took the precaution. He opted to give her $100,000 in support. Here, $100,000? Yeah, but uh, I, I don't know if that's a month or what. But listen to yeah. this. Wolf reportedly makes $15 million a month. $15 million a month. $15 million I believe it. a month. With all those shows in syndication, there's wow. always, at some point, on every television on the planet, there's an episode of Law & Order, some version of it running. Yeah. Yep. There, yeah, exactly. And so if you're talking about all of the syndication money, which yeah. is coming in on shows that have already been on with no overhead, and then the continuation of the other ones, it's an empire. Yeah. Yep. So $15 million a month. Yep. We're yep. lucky if we see that in two months. That is... <laughs> Amazing. All right. Uh, what else? I gotta. I gotta move it along here. Um, how about play the great play the wolf sound again? Yeah, here we go. Get him nostalgic. <laughs> then you hear the water. The water starts moving, and uh, everybody's excited. Uh, how about this? Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to premiere at the Cannes uh, Film Festival and compete. Uh, this comes after many were surprised the film didn't make it on the list of pictures unveiled last month. Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate. Leonardo DiCaprio plays Rick Dalton. Brad Pitt is Cliff Booth. Dakota Fanning is playing Squeaky Fromm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Al-, Al Pacino is set as Marvin Schwarz. Uh, I don't know who that is. Some of these characters are made up, by the way. And uh, Damian Lewis will play Steve McQueen uh, in the film. That's good casting. Tells yeah. the story of Hollywood's golden age and its intersection with the Charles Manson cult. You know, I, I'm very much looking forward to this movie. Khan also added uh, Mechtube. I don't know what that is. A giant robot. Uh, My Love Intermezzo by somebody whose name I can't pronounce. Oh, <laughs> uh, try it. Ab- Abdelatif uh, Kachichi. Nailed it. Uh, to the lineup. And this year's festival marks 25th anniversary, by the way, of Pulp Fiction. Ah. Oh, so is this going to be uh, Quentin Tarantino's last film? He said he was going to make ten, and then maybe so was this nine? So I don't. I think this might be nine, Steve. I'm right. not a hundred percent sure on that, and I'm not sure if the if the whole um, what was the one that that, that the had Grindhouse been, or whatever if Grindhouse yeah. counts as a full feature huh, film. Or not. That's a good point. So I know he's making the uh, he's signed up for Pikachu too. Oh. <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? That's a guaranteed audience draw. <laughs> One last story, and then we're moving on to uh, the movies. Uh, health officials in Orange County, California, are warning moviegoers who attended the April 25th screening event of Avengers Endgame at an AMC theater in Fullerton that they may have been exposed to uh, the measles. Oh, no. man. Yeah, there was an audience member who had measles at the time and didn't realize it. How awesome. Uh, patrons are advised to monitor themselves and review their vaccination history. You go out to the movies and you get measles. Yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. All right, uh, speaking of the movies, let's see what is playing this weekend and what you have an opportunity to get out and see. If you haven't seen Endgame, you should go see that, obviously. But there are other movies opening this weekend, and I will highlight these titles after this musical interlude. So beautiful. 
Uh, we'll start with this one. Long Shot opens today. It's romantic comedy, and it's directed by Jonathan Levine. It stars Seth Rogen, Charlize Theron, Alexander Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, uh, O'Shea Jackson, who we had in our studio this week to promote that. And Bob Odenkirk is in it as well. I want to see this. It looks so good. It's getting good reviews. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes, very good. Oh, good. So Fred reunites with his first crush, Charlotte, and tries to woo her. Woo! Uh-huh. With his self-deprecating humor. Rated R, two hours and three minutes, 85% score at Rotten Tomatoes so far. Also opening this weekend is The Intruder. It's a thriller. It's directed by Dion Taylor. Stars Dennis Quaid, who we spoke to yesterday. Uh, Megan Good, Michael Ely, and more. It's about a young married couple that buys a house, but the previous owner refuses to let the property go. Rated PG-13, an hour and 24 minutes, and so far Rotten Tomatoes has the score at 32%. Now, I think these things are pretty critic-proof. Yeah. If you like this kind of thing, you don't. I do, so I'll probably like it. And then the other movie opening this weekend is Ugly Dolls. It's an animated family film. Stars a lot of people. Kelly Clarkson, Nick Jonas, Pitbull, Ice-T, Blake Shelton, Wanda Sykes, Emma Roberts, Jane Lynch, and Janelle Monae. Uh, the Dolls of Uglyville embrace their true selves. <laughs> the Dolls of Uglyville. Yeah, it's rated PG. Really hour, <laughs> hour and 27 minutes long. It's got a 36% score at Rotten Tomatoes so far. Wanda right. Sykes was at my gig last night. Was she? Really? Did yes. you did you ask her about coming on the show? No, I couldn't. She was like in a crowd of people. Uh, and her wife where were you there. last night? I was at Sterling Pig in Westchester, which has a location in Media. Yes, where she lives. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, all right. But you know, I laid some groundwork. The uh, she's very good friends with the owners because they are French, and her wife is French. Ooh. Oh, so apparently Ooh, all, all the French people there. Sebastian Latou was there. Literally every French person. Wow. Sebastian Latou was there. Yes, because he's French, which means he's friends with the owners. Owners who are friends. Nick had surgery kind of in law. France. Yeah. So, like, I'm friends with all those yeah. guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I should just text Wanda. Was Howard Hessman there? <laughs> no. <laughs> that guy's a douche. Let's play the clips. <laughs> in Dead to Me, a widow searching for the driver that killed her husband befriends an eccentric optimist who changes her life. And here, Christina Applegate discusses what she loves about playing this particular character. Here we go. I love playing, you know, just these, these amazing characters and this this beautiful friendship between these two women, this supportive, um, bizarre friendship that shouldn't happen in a normal world but does work. Also playing these characters that are just completely broken and trying to survive through this life. I don't give a f***. Uh, Dead Me arrived at Netflix today. Here's the next clip. The Last Summer is a coming-of-age rom-com that follows a group of teens in their last summer before heading off to college. In this clip, uh, Maya Mitchell discusses what makes the film different than others. There's so many characters and so many storylines going on that I think that there is a character there for everyone to relate to and pull from. Everyone can kind of connect to something that's happening in the movie. Uh, And it is such a universal theme. Like, it's a coming-of-age film about people at a crossroads, you know, figuring out where they want to go post-high school. And I think, you know, whether it's happened to us in the past or it's coming up, you know, that's pretty universal. Up, huh? I like that theme, that uh, getting ready to go off to college thing. I always it's have been, it. It makes, it, help, it, it makes me reminisce a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, that like time. we talked about American Graffiti, why that's such a good uh, movie. It's just that same sort of vibe. Ah. Uh, the Last Summer is available on Netflix now, by the way. I saw the name uh, or the picture come up. Nick had it on, uh, on uh, 
IMDb, but yep. she's like the female lead in Teen Beach Movie and Teen Beach Movie 2. She's okay. great. Okay, good. I yeah. like it, that girl. All right, well, then go see this movie. Yes, I will. Run, don't it, walk. Yeah, all right. And there you <laughs> we'll sell you the whole seat, but you're, you're only going to need the end. Bridge. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in uh, entertainment for you this morning. <laughs> uh, let's take a break. Don't forget that we have Kathy's Cuts. It's happening throughout the course of the morning. We will check in with her and see how things are going at Tribute Concepts in Southampton. Um, we have a lot of stuff happening this morning as far as giveaways and so on. And, in fact, is uh, Jason here yet? Do we have our guest here yet? I do not know. Right, well, he won't not, come in, unless we have Panera, he said. <laughs> uh, well, we'll have to check on the status. All right. But we, we are scheduled to have Jason Kelsey in the next break. And we also have uh, actor and rapper and author Common on the program today. And some more stuff coming up. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Jackson's Jeep Club and Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram presents MMR's Mother's Day 2019. Get dirty and get your Jeep on at Bridgeport Speedway, Sweetsboro, New Jersey, Saturday, May 11th. 15 bucks per Jeep gets you in and a go at the custom dirt obstacle courses and mud pits. Join us for another great day with our Jeeps in the dirt and mud. Plenty of room for spectators, too, with free parking. There'll be hundreds of Jeeps on site, Jeep parts to win, and you can even score MMRBQ tickets. Plus, cool vendors and food trucks, including Two Street Sammies and DHY Motorsports. MMR's Mother's Day with Jackson's Jeep Club at Bridgeport Speedway. Tickets on sale now. WMMR.com for complete details. From Spirit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're selling excitement at 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Hey, Kath, I know it's uh, early, but I I know that some people make this an annual event. They'll get their hair cut, and then they'll immediately start growing out, and some people can grow their hair quickly. Yes. Other people's it might take uh, it might take a couple of years. Are you seeing any familiar faces from years past yet? Yeah, you know what? Every year I see a familiar face, and uh, this one family that comes to mind. Uh, I actually was thinking about them and wondering if they were coming this year, and sure enough. They were here for one of the first appointments. So it's a grandmother, a mother, and last time they were here, the daughter cut her hair. This time, it's the son. Um, wow. So, yeah, I mean, you, we see it all the time, and uh, we just had uh, to start off the event. This adorable little boy came in. He was six and a half. Uh, his hair was this beautiful, blonde, long hair. He sat down in the chair, and they gave him a mohawk. He looked absolutely adorable. I'm going to uh, send tweet out a picture, put it on social media of him because he was like the highlight of my morning and it's it, he was in here at 6.30. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, so things are moving along uh, and you guys have uh, full chairs uh, throughout the course of the, the morning, right? Yeah, every, all the chairs are filled right now. Um, cool. And actually, I had a, a, a special visitor stop by. You guys remember um, our old intern, Donnie? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's here with me right now. Um, Donnie, how are you? Donnie um, actually was diagnosed with breast cancer. When was that? Uh, I was diagnosed in March 2018, six days after my 25th birthday. And how are you doing now? I'm doing great. Um, I have one more reconstructive surgery left. I'm going through treatment in January. Um, I'm calling myself a survivor at this point. I feel like a survivor, and everything's really, really great. Well, you look great, and your hair looks adorable. She has um, a super um, short haircut, and she looks wonderful. But she wanted to come out because you wanted to say something. Even though you didn't wear a wig, um, and you are a little bit older than uh, where these these, uh, wigs go to for wigs for kids, you did want to say something about the whole process. Yeah, I mean, when I was going through treatment... Um, I do all my treatment at UPenn, and I would be sitting in a waiting room next to kids sometimes, especially going through radiation. Um, And these kids would, you know, wear hats, and um, they were really, you know, really wanted wigs, and wigs are very, very expensive. And it's really just... um, 
bringing normalcy to the kids. Um, not having hair, hair is identity for a lot of people, boys and girls. And having hair, having a wig makes you not look sick. Nobody wants to look sick. Um, so it just makes you feel normal. Um, people don't ask questions. So it's just everything that everybody's doing here is so important, so great. And um, I'm just so happy that I got to stop by and see everything that's going on here. It's really great. Well, I'm glad that you came came by. I'm glad you stopped here. And um, I'm glad to see that you look so wonderful and that you seem to be feeling okay. You look like you do. Yeah, I feel great. I feel pretty good. Some days are better than others, but, you know, I'm surviving and thriving every day. And still all that energy she's got, guys. Nice. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Excellent. All right, Kath, we'll check back in a little bit later on, all right? All right, sounds good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, it, it's uh, Kathy's Cut, which is taking place. And uh, Danny was uh, known as Intern Rush. Yes. Which was here. She's one of the female Rush fans. Big Rush fans. time, so I'm glad that uh, that she's doing well, which is really cool. Um, let me see. There was something I wanted to mention. Uh, I got this pretty cool email. We're, we're waiting on uh, Jason Kelsey. This should be arriving any moment. Uh, but I got this from a listener. She says, uh, hey, Preston, Steve Crew. I am a loyal listener going back to Y100. I know that you are fans of Jeopardy, and I want to share that I am appearing in the teacher's tournament, which begins on Monday. I love the teacher's tournament. And she said, my quarterfinal game is uh, the first to air. So this is next Monday, this coming Monday uh, in the Philly market. The show airs at 7 p.m. on 6 ABC. Uh, and it says, you can see the trailer for the tournament here. She sent a link, and yeah, that's me doing the Mary Catherine Gallagher impression. I have to watch it. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, she said, before you ask, before you ask, I did not compete against James Holzhauser. Uh, the tournament contestants are all K-12 through teachers, especially uh, selected from the contestant pool. Uh, coincidentally, uh, she said, uh, Adam Levine... Uh, the man who almost beat James on Monday night. We were talking about him. From Maroon 5? No, no. But his name, or no, I'm sorry, not Levine. Adam Levin. Oh, okay. Um, it's close. Uh, anyhow, he is a 1990 graduate of the high school where I am a teacher, Wissahickon High School oh. in Ambler. Wow. He's the guy that lost by 18 bucks, so he's local. Yeah, I didn't and, know that. He went to school here. I did not know. She said, you guys rock. That is from uh, Mariah uh, Minges Klusman. Uh, who is a teacher, so she's going to be on Jeopardy That's on Monday awesome. night, which is really A lot awesome. of people from this area, if you watch Jeopardy a lot, well, we all do, you notice there's a lot of people from this area, a lot of people from Philadelphia. It's very cool. I love that show. They take, uh, they're taking a break. I guess it's two weeks long for the entire tournament, so James's uh, last appearance for a while will be tonight, and we assume he's probably going to win again tonight. <laughs> they, they, yeah, it's probably a safe bet. But, well, you, he, know, uh, some, you know, someday... Yeah, he will lose. He'll lose, but he passed uh, whoever to uh, end up in second place last night, all time in number of wins behind Ken Jennings. Behind Ken, who yeah. was in the seventies. Wow. All right, uh, I got this other, and I'm just uh, getting to some stuff. That's beautiful. Sorry, the music was <laughs> one chord. Yeah, yeah. One, the, that's that's which the three second walls says it all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got this other interesting email. This is something that we talked about, I guess, back in February because this person. Um, Lives in, in Tampa. Tampa. And uh, they were listening to the podcast and um, said that, that I guess we were talking about getting stuck on planes and also discussing train trips. I was not aware of this. This is pretty cool. And uh, she says, I just wanted to share this. The auto train from D.C. to Orlando is effing fantastic, she said. Uh, it's what all the snowbirds use. She said, I used it when I moved to Tampa. I drove to the train station, and my car was boarded on the train. I got a sleeper car, and you can bring anything you want on the train. I brought a box of wine and snacks. They serve meals and have showers. 
Uh, I just drank and watched Netflix, and it was about $500 for me and my car. And I packed my car with all my stuff, and it was way cheaper than driving a U-Haul or shopping for stuff and driving down. And it takes about twelve-ish hours. So I and she says, "Awesome." Uh, thought I w- anyways thought I would share. You guys rock, go birds, and that is from a Kristen Gratz. I've never heard of. I that. always loved the concept of the auto train. They used to run commercials for the auto train. And really? So many people would tell me, "Oh no, don't do the auto train." Like like as if it was some sort of nightmare experience. And then you have this email. Yeah. And it, and for five hundred bucks. You get your car down there. I don't know. You why don't have I've, to rent a car. Why I've never heard. It's of that just before. a twelve-hour trip. You get to ride the rails like a hobo. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, three sets of friends who have done uh, some version of driving down to Florida recently, and and for a variety of reasons. I know, uh, but but the reason is they have families. There's a bunch of kids, so they're going to have to have a car while they're down there anyway. They can load up all the stuff in the car before the drive down. Uh, but the one that would intrigue me the most was my friend um, Brett. He drove down separately, and his family flew down. So he got some time by himself uh, away from the family just to enjoy himself a little bit. And um, his family flew into either Miami or Fort Lauderdale or wherever, and he picked them up when they got down there. But that way, they have the, the family truckster when right. in Florida. <sighs> I right. drove so the parents, I'm in high school at this time, and we we, need, we, we were going down to see Grandma down in Flagler Beach. And, um, okay. So we have a Mazda, and like one of the first Mazdas that came out with a smallest back seat you could. I was like Quasimodo for the entire trip down. It was torturous, but um, but. All in all, it's not a horrific trip to make, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I hate that drive, but anyhow, <laughs> anyhow, they uh, we'll do the th- train. That's an option. Yeah, you can would take your car. Hey, our next guest in the studio. Before I welcome him, uh, because he is here to promote uh, Eagles Autism Challenge, I want to point out another champion that we have in our studio. Ooh. Yesterday, wow. The Autism Delaware Drive for Autism took place at um, DuPont Country Club. It's a it's an event that I've played in for years now, and uh, I couldn't play this year because I have a torn rotator cuff. Yeah. But in all those years, I've played with this gentleman on a few occasions, and yesterday, on the occasion that I didn't join him, he went and won the whole <laughs> damn thing. Casey Boy was in the winning foursome. For the Autism Delaware Drive for Autism Golf outing yesterday. How about that? It it was amazing. And I I have to admit that I had literally nothing to do with our... It was actually a fivesome. You said you you hit a birdie, right? No, I I had a a couple of... You actually hit a bird. I had a couple of birdie putts. But um, I I just was, like, grouped with four guys that were really good. Like, one guy was better than the next. Do you want to give him a mention? I do, I do. Because um, I've been playing with these guys, uh, Robbie and Renee Badillo. So it's Dr. Badillo and then his son, Robbie. Yeah. Who's 23 years old? I've been playing since he was like 14 years old. So I've yeah. watched this kid like kind of like grow up over the years. We've we've played. I've played in that group. You too. know them they're, well. They're yeah. great guys. I yeah. do. And yeah. um and Robbie's actually going to med school in July. Wow. So for it's golf. like for golf. <laughs> at, well, actually, he's an assistant golf coach over at uh, Sally's High oh, School. Wow. But um, so he uh, yeah. So his father and mother are both doctors, and he's um following in their in their footsteps. But um. I, you know, it's it's really, really neat to, you know, watch this kid grow. And, and, and you know, I have these relationships that I've developed over the years of going to this thing. And that's like a cool little side thing going on. But, I mean, the reality is, is that, uh, you know, money's being raised for Autism Delaware. And, you know, the word is getting out. And, and that is a great thing. And it's a wonderful event. But uh, Robbie wanted me to um, give a shout out to his mom sure. and dad for always... Oh. 
showing them him the the support and giving him that everything that that, that he needed in order to, you know, fulfill his dreams of becoming. They were a doctor. the wind beneath his wings. They were. Yeah. So this is a shard out for Doctor Badios. <laughs> yep. And then also, I got to give a, a hello and a shard out to uh, Gary Checkett, who I think was our ace for the day. Um, he's uh, like a financial planner for uh, for uh, Renee Badio, so he was really, really good. And he's a new fan of the show because he's from Rehoboth, uh, Delaware. So okay. he didn't know about us until yesterday, and he downloaded the app, and he's been you know he's going to be listening. And and some love to uh, Artie and Deanna and everybody at Autism Delaware who do an amazing job. Yeah, so this shorts all around. Shorts all around. Yes, that's it. That's it. Okay, but you sounded like you had more to say. So. Uh, you know, I was I went on long. It's okay. Time. We have our next guest who's in the studio, ladies and gentlemen, returning once again. And like I said, Eagles Autism Challenge is coming up Friday, May seventeenth. We'll get the details right over here. Is Jason Kelsey? Yeah. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you, man. How you been? Doing good. Last yeah. last time you sat in that seat uh, was fresh off the championship. Oh yeah, that yeah. was a good. That yeah. was a good time. Thank you for that, by the way. That was cool that you came by right after you guys won. That was pretty awesome. Absolutely, anything yeah. for you guys. Oh man, appreciate it. So, <laughs> how you doing so far? You enjoying the you know the off season? Yeah, it's good. You know, okay. we, we just started up again uh, about two weeks ago. This week was the first week on the field with the coaches. Um, so you know, we're kind of back at it. Kind of, seems, kind of seems like there's really not any sort of real off season these yeah. days. The way like, the, the nature of the beast is that you just keep at it. Yeah, especially when you when you're playing playoff games and stuff yeah. like that. It shortens down. Um, you know, we're probably seven months out of the year working, but you know that's. I mean, it's pretty intensive work for seven months. But Jason, is it, is it a case of? A, I mean, and is it sort of better that way because? You gotta you gotta do more getting up to speed. Yeah. I if mean, you take too much time off, if you kind of sort of keep at it, you're always just a tick off. You know, fighting weight basically. Yeah, I think most guys lift year round pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you'll take a few weeks off here, or there, go on vacation, whatnot. But most guys are always staying in shape. Um, this time of the year is especially important for all the new free agents that we got in, all the guys that are trying to learn the uh, terminology, the new playbooks. Right. Obviously, I think the rookies come in. Uh, one's a rookie minicamp either this weekend or next weekend, but. Um, this will be a huge uh, learning curve for those guys, especially. Yeah, I got to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm a huge football fan. And really? I, and I, yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, you knew that. It's a revelation. Uh, but I do watch uh, the draft and everything like that, and so I watched the draft again this year. And what I thought was so awesome, uh, I don't know who the guy that I don't know who it was, but he was a center that was drafted. Uh, you know, it, pr- pretty early on, yeah. and when they are sort of a. Um, like sort of dissecting, like you know who he is as a player and, and who they project. I go, he's a lot like Jason Kelsey. Like so, you have come so far along in your career that you're the guy that people are like, okay, well, who does this guy remind Who's the Kelsey? us? Of? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's really that's that's got to be an honor for you. Uh, it's a big honor. Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly which player you're talking about. He's an athletic guy, Garrett Bradbury, drafted yep. I think by Minnesota, um, but. Um, I mean, it's an honor whenever anybody's, you know, giving you praise and stuff like that, but especially when uh, you see young kids uh, or even just, you know, college kids saying, you know, I've, I've uh, taken my game and tried to apply it uh, to mimic this player because he's at this level of the NFL. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that that's, you know, a big uh, rewarding moment for yourself and the fact that you've had an impact and hopefully uh, helping another young man out. Well, your brother's. Uh, like one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah, he does a great commercial, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, yeah. He's tackling an eagle in that commercial, or you know, 
Have we talked he's, about this he's yet? He's dancing in the commercials, okay. the, the commercial that I'm talking about, where he's okay. sort of fantasizing, and he's doing like an end zone dance, and then he, you realize that he's like standing in the middle of a store or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that, so I wanted to ask you, because you guys are both at the top of your games and, and the top of your positions, who's the actual better athlete? Oh, Travis is not even close. Oh, really? <laughs> not even close. You got to call me to see him. Honestly, he's living it out in fantasy, and you're doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he's he's um he's a special athlete. and He always has been. Even no matter what it was, basketball, baseball, um, you know, he he's just had a knack for sports. Um, I think that you know, I've I've always been big, fast, and strong. But the f- type of athlete he is, how fluid he is, the way he moves is ability to uh, change direction and things like that and uh, spatial awareness um i mean he's a he's a he's a tremendous athlete hey uh jason you and nick share something in common uh you guys have both climbed uh, mount kilimanjaro you climbed mount Kili? i did yeah i did it for charity as well the uh, organization you guys did it with was chris long and bo allen and the water boys is a fantastic organization and um I, you know when i did it uh i thought i never want to do it again because same here yeah it, it, it uh, is the hardest thing i've ever done in my life uh but now it's been several years and i want to do it again and and, and part of the reason why i want to do it and do it again is because of the work you guys have done for such a great organization and um i love philanthropic climbs at all and and to do it uh, make make it that challenging is, is really impressive what yeah. tell me your impressions yeah. of, of the climb itself same as you yeah, yeah the, the the moment i started going up that last night about halfway through i was like what <laughs> in the hell am i doing yeah you're it's you're in the pitch black you're going uh we were what route did you go up we did uh umboy umboy yeah we did wrong guy which is the only one from like the north side. Yes, it's the shortest, but I, I think is it steeper. I think it's at the top. It's a little bit steeper because everyone everyone says it's it, like Nick was saying that in it, it basically as climbs go, it's a gradual. But there yes. was one route that at the end, that's probably what you did. That well, it becomes a lot steeper. The, the summit is the hardest part of the climb. Exactly. And you're already tapped out because you've done a climb for several days in a row, and then it becomes the steepest oh, part okay. at the highest elevation. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I don't know if it's any steeper. I shouldn't say that. But you do have to, once you get to the top, you don't go right to the peak, so you have to, like, walk around to the other side of the peak, which is a little bit more of, like, like another two hours once you're already at the top, which is kind of like, well, you know, why in the heck am I? Are you right. walking? I should already be here. <laughs> is that, is that so, so you summit, like, a daybreak? Uh, so you get up at midnight okay. right before. That's what we did on this route. Um, you have a headlamp on. It's the blackest of black you've ever seen. I mean, there's not a light. On a, on a mountain. Yeah and, yeah. and you just start making your ascent. And, and at this point, it's a little bit too steep for, like, you know, guys like me to go straight up. I mean, the right. the porters and guys who do this, I mean, there's nothing to them. They're walking up and down like it's you know, just another day of work. <laughs> Bastards. But, um, for, for us, we go, like, kind of, like, sideways in these skipbacks and, uh, it took us seven and a half hours to get to Gilman's Point, Jeez. which was the top of the wrong guy route. And then we had to walk uh, another two, two and a half hours to the peak. So I got to the peak around 10 o'clock, 10 a.m. I could talk to you about it all day, but did anybody in your group deal with altitude sickness? We had one guy. Well, I, I think everybody dealt with the altitude. Did, did it hamper anybody? But one guy didn't make it because he was, you know, vomiting and all wow. that. Yeah. What, what's the altitude at the peak? Nineteen three. Nineteen. Wow. You know, so so I did there, you know, the uh, I was in Switzerland and I was hiking some of the trails. We were at the b- base of Matterhorn and there were a few that, that went up. You get so effing thirsty. 
yeah. at, at higher altitudes. And you don't want to drink. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to eat anything. You don't want to drink anything. Your body basically wants to shut down. And what amazes me about uh, Kilimanjaro, among many things, is that the, the summit's at 19 plus. That's base camp for Everest. So people that go to Everest wow. are base camping at the peak of where Kilimanjaro is. And then they're going 10,000 feet above that to get to the summit of, of Everest. So yeah. one thing we heard... And they told us that the one thing that was sort of a bit of a detraction is that the mountain is covered in crap. Like oh, yeah, like toilet paper and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I didn't go up one of the major routes. The wrong guy is the least traveled, so there was a little bit less of that, I think. But right. I have heard that from a lot of people that have climbed a lot of the other routes, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that, a little, it's, a, it's sad, because it, you're in one of the right. most beautiful places on the planet, and you're seeing people trash it a little bit, and, and that's a shame. But uh, talk a little bit about Waterboys and what, what you guys were able to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, that was the other part of the trip, was just going to, like, the different uh, areas that they've installed the wells, uh, see, we've been, we went to probably six or seven schools. Wow. Um, and seeing... Uh, just the lack of clean water to either just for you know cleanliness, drinking water uh, to live, yeah. to subsist on. It's something that we so easily take for granted. Where it is literally, you know, you know stories, and you guys have been part of them as well. Where where there are people who have to walk a couple of miles every day to retrieve water, yeah. dude, to live. My daughter, my youngest daughter, we were at a softball game and we had to go to track practice. She goes, I don't have any water, so I said, here. Take this thermos and go into the bathroom and fill it from the uh, the bathroom. She's like, "Oh, gross!" I was like, right. "I'm like, you got to be kidding me! You've got to be kidding me!" Like, the the, the people of Africa yeah. would kill for this. Well, yeah. <laughs> when you compare it, I mean, yes. I mean, if, in America, it is still kind of gross to go fill it up. Yes, but yes, comparatively, very uh, very different. I mean, you're seeing kids uh, take buckets, literally uh, put fill them up in a stream yeah. of you know just one of some of the filthiest water you've ever seen and right. it's ridden with fluoride so it, it, it really um i mean i guess fluoride has a certain amount where it's like good for your teeth but then once past that level it can be super um uh like degradating to your bones and stuff like that um so yeah watching uh you know people walking miles with buckets of water on their head and it's not even clean water let alone um so yeah. it's it's pretty special work that they're doing there they've installed a number of wells uh that and the wells i think typically last ten to uh, 12 years, so this will be a substantial... Um, it's a big deal for the communities. Yeah, I was talking to Chris Long a little bit about it before the climb, and um, just the fact that he cares as much as he does, it, yeah. I, I don't mean this in, in a schlocky way, it's it's truly inspirational. Uh, what he's able to accomplish, and, and for you to join his team, and, and so who it was you, Chris, Bo Allen, who else climbed with you guys? So it was me, Chris, Bo, and Haloti Nada were the four guys that have played with the Eagles. And Haloti? They said Haloti and Bo were the two heaviest guys that they've ever seen climb the mountain. <laughs> and wow. he announced his retirement from at the, the pe- at the peak at yeah. the summit. Well, after the climb, the mountain is now sixteen thousand feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that so. But honestly, for and you talked about it for bigger guys, you know, you know, when you start to do it, there is an impact. You have those other guys who are like gazelles, yeah. and just physically, it's a different issue. Yeah, those poor. Are you know 180 pounds soaking wet? You know, they're <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. they're going up, and uh, the weight definitely has a factor. Um, but you know, it's hard for you to complain uh, being heavy when you got a guy out in front. We had a so there's a number of uh, military personnel and wounded warriors and stuff that go as well. Yeah, and uh, the guy leading the pack was a. Uh, an amputee, so when he's doing it with one leg, you're kind of like, ah, yeah. I don't really have much. To yeah, about I think I'm going to shut up. Yeah, yeah. 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 
No, it's it's a great cause. It's cool. And speaking of causes, uh, the reason we have Jason here this morning is to promote the uh, Autism Challenge, uh, which is going on with Eagles. And it's uh, two weeks from today, Friday, May 17th. This is cool because people can get to come and hang out with you guys. You're going to be there, I assume. Yeah, that's be, why you're here. I think right now, as of right now, there's over 30 players signed up for Oh, it, so that's, that's fantastic. Great. You going to ride? Uh, yeah, I'm doing the bike ride this year. I did okay. the 5K uh, run walk last year. I what, figured uh, I'd change it up. What route are you going to do? Uh, the shortest one. <laughs> yeah, you do the steep but short. There's 15, 30, and 50 mile routes if you want to cycle. But there's a 5K and there's a there's a one mile walk and all that stuff. So there's something for pretty much everybody. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is really cool. And uh, and everybody, you know, like Casey just we were talking about the uh, Autism Delaware event that he was involved in. There uh, a lot of people and uh, getting behind, you know, support for autism and research and and support as well and i know that um uh dorm boss has been doing a lot of stuff lately which is really cool um so uh people can get signed up and and do this now i need to get the information here or do you know off offhand how people get signed up for this jason um i think you just go to the website and Figure. I'm not quite sure. You it's Eagles up. Autism I'll Challenge. There you go. We'll just link it off of PrestonSteve.com so people can get to it quickly. Okay, and you'll you'll be good to go. You know, it's 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 interesting with with autism and, and over the years, you know, I was I was peripherally aware of it. I, I knew basically what you know the uh, how it afflicted people. But over the years, we've met a lot of people with uh, children with autism. Yeah. And there's a, a good friend of the show, Michael, his daughter, Emma, who made these little things that we have on our uh, on microphones. our microphones here. Um, and you, you start to see the things that they're doing and, and, and different, you know, they're, they're starting to get a, a greater insight in, in opening them, them up. And, 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 you know, you're seeing that there's, there's a whole potential for, for, uh, uh, um, adaptability and 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 full and fulfilling lives and as you start to see that you know you're seeing a sense of encouragement and, and there's there's a really positive atmosphere now surrounding this world and these different challenges i know casey probably in tone yeah absolutely you to notice, you've probably seen over the years a change well, in- what, what they say is uh, children with autism become adults with autism so yeah, yeah. um and so and and i i have like two of my best friends in the world work closely um with you know in special uh, education. Actually, they uh, worked with your wife um, over at uh, Lower Marion, and so like my my best and oldest friend, like his job is basically teaching them life skills. He takes them to the store to teach yeah. them how to like shop and like cross. And these are, these are like a you know adults like eighteen year old. And so uh, and then yesterday at this Autism Delaware event, um, you know you're pledging t- to uh, money for for people to to get jobs, and mm-hmm. you know so so this like goes. There, there are so many different facets of of what your charity does, and I mean, so uh, yeah, no, so it's it, important. There, so there's, it's, there's a host of possibilities mm-hmm. now where I think for a while many people go, well, I guess this is just one thing, and that's all it's ever going to be. Now mm-hmm. there's there's a lot more to the story. By yeah. the way, and I'm getting some texts. It's a two day event. It's Friday, uh, May 17th, and Saturday, May 18th. Okay, so you want to? So it's there's going to be an opportunity for you to get out of your day. And the weather looks good for Saturday. Ah. Good. Unlike go. last year. Yeah, last year was not great. <laughs> you guys are standing in the pouring rain. <laughs> Jason, I wanted to ask you, do you every now and then see that uh, that sticker on the back of people's cars of you with, <laughs> with the mummer hat on? Do you see that from time? I see it all the time. I don't know if I've noticed a sticker, to be I, honest. I, I've I, seen a lot of pictures and shirts. Halloween costumes and Halloween shirts. Costumes, yeah, shirts. Yeah. yeah, I've seen I've seen the sticker uh, floating around. And, you know, you must, and, and as we're sitting here talking to you, the texts are coming in. And I wanted to, to, to find out what you hear m- most. Do you hear, 
uh, Hungry Dogs, what is it, Hungry Dogs Run Faster? Yeah. Okay, or uh, If I Don't Eat Breakfast, I'm Pissed Off. Yep. Or what, <laughs> from from that speech, there were several highlights. Do people just yell those out to you sometimes? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> which, one do you, which one do you hear most? Um, you know, I probably, I was actually surprised nobody this morning asked if I ate breakfast. And right. I <laughs> You've heard um, enough, Yeah, man. Oh, thank you. You know, <laughs> but, uh, no, the, um. I, I, probably hear hungry here dogs, I probably hear Hungry Dogs Run Faster. Though. Yeah. And that's not just from, I mean, that's still a mantra of Jeff Stoutland. I mean, he was just grilling some of the younger guys with it today. and Yeah. Or uh, not today, but uh, yesterday about, you know, we got some ro- rookies coming in here. We got some uh, new free agent signings. You want to talk about, you know, Hungry Dogs, and he's trying to motivate uh-huh. uh, people with it. I mean, it's, it, it's something that, uh, you know, was such a big part. I think with the team and the city, and it kind of all correlated together that um, I probably hear that one the most. Sure. Can I ask you? Like you just said that motivate, and I wanted to ask you what do you, what motivates? Do you think for the majority of the players in the league, what is the biggest motivation? Is it money or is it winning? Oh man, um, I don't. That's a great question. I don't think that most guys are motivated uh, solely because of money. I think that money is probably a, a thing that goes into the equation of playing football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that most guys are genuinely uh, competitive at that level, and they want to win. Right. You don't get to that level if you don't have a competitive edge to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And you, you know, and I hear time and time again, and I'm not a professional athlete, so I don't truly fully understand. What? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Shocker. But, uh, you know, they talk about players in, in all sports. Players, you know, on a, on a contract year, right? Oh, it's the final year of the contract. They, they're really going to be fighting this year. It's like, ah. Yeah, I, I don't think they'll fight any harder. If anything, it can get into your head a little bit because then you start worrying about things that you shouldn't be worrying about, mm-hmm. quite frankly. And I, think, really... I think you're spot on. I think that's that's been a misconception over the years, even just employers in general. If, if you know, you want to get down to the work, if you, if, you, if, you, if you love what you do, I think you're just naturally probably going to make more money at it because you're going to be good at it. You're going yeah. to take the time to invest in it, yep. uh, you know, and there's, uh, but there's all, all different philosophies, but, but that whole thing and that whole you know, talking about the uh, being uh, c- compared to you and and your team spirit, that that focused, you know, um, keeping your eye on the prize and and making it a reality and seeing it in your mind and making it happen. These things always seem so trippy, but they're true. They do work if you really apply yourself. Oh, absolutely. Me- mentally visualizing your success is huge. Yeah, and um, you know, I think that most good players that I've ever been around, they all do that. Um, I know that, you know, especially nights before games, you know, you're always thinking about positive things that are going to happen the next day. Um, And I think that, uh, you know, back to the competitive thing. I mean, most of these guys, it's not even it's not about winning the football game. Yeah. I mean, that is the ultimate goal, right? It's literally winning every play. Like you know, you have individual battles. Like I don't know how many times a game do you have an individual battle? Individual battle every single game, every yeah. single day in practice, mm-hmm. every single day you're evaluated. Um, I mean, this is what these guys. This is what they've been not bred, but you know, this is what we do. Are you breeding them now? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> What's but, going on? <laughs> but um, Novacare complex. You know, you, you <laughs> got security to there's get there's, there's, guys, yeah. there's guys that are literally upset. You know. We'll be in practice on a two-minute drill, and guys are upset if the defense wins. I mean, this is something that, you know, it's just kind of the nature of most of these guys. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about the fun side of things because there was a a healthy competition, uh, although it got a little heated at times between the Phillies and the Eagles uh, for viewers and and fans. And and when the Phils were doing really well, I think there was a little bit of jealousy from the Eagles camp. 
lately, over the last few years, that all four teams, and N5, if you want to include the union, have been so supportive of one another. Mm-hmm. And at the Sixers game last night, it was uh, JVR from the Flyers, it was Carson Wentz from the Eagles, and Reese Hoskins ringing the bell before the Sixers game in the playoffs. And and as a Dang fan, you. as a, a Phillies fan, a Phil fan, Phillies fan, to see that happen is really cool to see all the other teams supporting the Sixers in their run. And it's, that's got to be – I mean, I know you've done it at Flyers games and stuff like that over the years. It's got to be fun to be a part of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I love sports. You know, I, I, obviously I play football, but I love going to baseball games, love going to hockey games, love going to basketball games. And um, this is such a sports-dominant city, uh, When especially when other teams are doing well. You, you just want to be a part of it. It's just fun, right? And uh, with what the Sixers are putting together this year. They're a good uh, team, yeah, man. Yeah, really, really good all-around team. Um, and Bede's really uh, coming into his own. I mean, it's been a fun year to watch, and it'll be fun to see him on Sunday again. I was at the game last night, and I saw at one point, <laughs> I don't remember which player landed on Deshaun Jackson, but I was like, dude, don't, <laughs> do not hurt our wide receiver because the play ended up over there. But it was, uh, but what was really neat, and, you know, keying off what you were talking about, Nick, is, is um, during one of the breaks, the crowd was going crazy, and you saw Deshaun filming the crowd, right? You know, and so and so he was part of that celebration. And also, you know, one of the, my favorite things I've seen uh, over the last, I don't know, five years or so was um, Claude Giroux singing Fly Eagles Fly as he's walking into Lincoln Financial Field. I, as a fan, I love to see that. I love to see the, the camaraderie. Uh, and I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. I think it's gotten before. so much better over the last two or three seasons. And, and it's encouraging to see. It's, it's not... Hey, we want these fans, and you can't have them. And we're jealous when the Eagles do well, and the Phils are pissed off when the you know, like it's it's really genuinely supportive of one another. On, on the flip side, what what sport do you hate? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to think of a um, curling. 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 <laughs> <laughs> something everyone can play. No, and like they're taking footage of of your Super Bowl run and that parade, and they're showing it to Bryce Harper, and they're like, Bryce, you got to come to Philly because this is what you're going to bring to the city like that's an example Casey was saying that earlier about how you're such national when they were chanting Minnesota fans were chanting we want Philly for the Sixers all the uh, analysts on TBS were like you guys remember what you said what happened last time you guys were chanting that you better stop so oh it gets magical yeah I think you know Philly's got a obviously because the fans care so much they can leverage that whenever they're shopping free agents because they this is such a diehard sports town it's a fun place to live um, I've, I can't tell you how many guys I know that have gone to other places, even if they're in bigger markets out in L.A. or New York, and uh, they almost all of them uh, say they miss their time in football. Really? Uh, yeah. It's good uh, to hear that. Absolutely. We've been told we suck for so long. <laughs> well, the, the, maybe the opposing fan bases don't like us. I don't necessarily think that's the same for the players. All right. Hey, who's your best fan on the team, by the way? Currently? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I would probably, I'd probably say either Lane or J.P., Okay. Yeah. Who do you hate the most? (laughs) On your team. I hate Jake. I hate Jake Elliott because he's so much better than me. (laughs) Hey, I need need some advice. This is a little uh, personal question here, uh, Jason. So somebody who's been in professional sports, and anybody who's been in professional sports has had to deal with injuries for a long time. So I'm a golfer. I play all the time. I have a torn rotator cuff, and I'm currently going through physical therapy. Yeah. But I'm biting at the bit to grab the club and go ahead and swing it, and I shouldn't do that. Yeah. What What do you do when there's injuries and you just need to stay away from using what's bad? Do you use to distract yourself from that? Well, that's hard. It yeah. really is. Um, I mean, even right now, you know, the coaches will kind of be like, you know, let's try and – or the trainers will try and tell me, you know, 
hey, let's sit you out. Let's not do everything. Let's not, you know, you don't need to do, uh, you know, squats. You don't need to do this. Yeah. Uh, but for me, I've been doing it my whole career. And yeah. this is like what's allowed me to play well and all that. So it's it's, it's extremely challenging. It's got to be, yeah. right? Yeah. But you try to listen to the people that know what they're talking about <laughs> right, and right. guys who it's, are experts. It, as it's opposed hard, to, though. I feel fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, for, whenever you're sitting around and you've taken a few weeks off, you'll start to feel better. But then, you know, it's that extra couple weeks that might uh, yeah. be uh, beneficial for the shoulder or for whatever you're dealing with. Yeah. But, um, you know... <laughs> I don't really know that there's an answer for it. <laughs> well, when you love something, you want to do it. Yeah, and but listen to the people who know what they're absolutely. talking about. Absolutely, yeah. And, and yeah. It, it comes down, like, I had surgery in, in, in 2014, and, and so, you know, weight training and all that stuff I couldn't do for five weeks. But I, I so I ported that energy into more hiking. There you go. So, okay. so, if, so Preston, you know, if you, what, don't play, curling. Instead of dying. Yeah. Ice fishing. Uh, right? Ice fishing yeah. is so serene, but something that could, you, you know, at least you do a little so, shanty right little there. Shanty. <laughs> you and Burgess Meredith in a hut. Yeah. Wow. Hey, well, I, I uh, real get quick, out and ride a bike at the uh, at the autism. <laughs> yeah, college. and uh, you had mentioned uh, Mike and his daughter Emma. Emma's uh, you know a young woman uh, with uh, with autism, and she made us these uh, little bracelets. I have one on my microphone, but she also made an Eagles one. Oh. Uh, it's an Eagles Super Bowl. Uh, bracelet. I, I would Ooh. like to. I would like to give this to you. Um, and you I think that would yeah, really, really touch Emma's heart, and especially her father, Michael. We'll get a picture and send it to him. Yep. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you, guys. No problem, man. All right. So, just a heads up, everybody. This is going to be Friday, May seventeenth, and Saturday, May eighteenth. It's the Eagles Autism Challenge, and there are a few different things that you can participate in, or you can just. Go by and be there for it and meet the players. And, and uh, there's going to be alumni, all kinds of stuff going on. It'll be at the link. It's awesome. And it'll end at the 50-yard line. There's a Friday night kickoff party, Saturday finish line celebration on the field. If you're riding, you can do 15, 30, or 50-mile cycling routes. There's a 5K run walk or the sensory walk as well. So there's a lot of different things that you can participate in. You can go to Eagles autismchallenge.org uh, to get on board with that. Listen, dude, it's great to see you. Thanks for being here, and uh, good luck in, you know, your preparations for this season and uh, and all that, and keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Thanks That's, for having me, guys. You got it. That's Jason Kelsey. Yeah! Right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Kathy's Cuts going on. We'll check in with her in a few. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Give me a head with hair. Yes. Long, beautiful hair. Lots of long, beautiful hair for the time being at uh, Kathy's Cuts because uh, then they lose it, but they leave with a really awesome style mm-hmm. after that. How are things going so far, Kath? It's good, and you're right. Yes, they have this uh, long, just hair, and uh, everybody's getting it chopped off. Um, we only had one girl throw up. Oh. Uh, and so, other than that, we're doing great. Yes, she was a little girl. She got a little nervous. She was oh, up late last night, I think, had um, a softball game, came early, and I think got a little shocked when the hair cut off. But <laughs> at the end, she was great. She loved it. Good. She was excited to go to school and, and show her friends. But listen, do you guys remember the two little sisters who were fighting in our studio one of the first years that we did this event? 
Yeah, I think I do. And they were both getting their hair cut, right? They, they, they were both getting their hair cut, yes. And uh, we brought them up into the studio because they wanted to see the studio. We ended up talking to them on the air. They had great personalities. But by the end of the interview, they were fighting on the air with us. Well, uh, she was seven years old at the time. Her name was Lucy. Lucy is back this year. She's 16 years old. Oh, wow. we're looking at her right now. Oh, my God. Yes. can't be. And Lucy's come a number of years. How many times have you had your hair cut? Five. She's been here five wow. times. So, I, I mean, you're like a veteran now, but mm-hmm. how, what do you think? I think, I feel like every year my haircut gets a little bit better, which is nice. Like, every year I like it a little bit more. And it's just, like, as I've gotten older, I, I feel like I appreciate more and I understand more the cause that it's going to. And that always is, like, makes me happy to know that I'm helping someone who might not be able to, like, have hair. Like, I have so much hair. Like, so, so you're able to donate it, which which is nice, and that many years. Do you remember when you were seven and in our studio fighting with your sister? Yes. So she started it. <laughs> she started it. <laughs> she threatened to, like, karate chop me, and that wasn't my fault. And, yeah. And she Sorry. she here today? She's no, not she killed today. her. <laughs> she no longer exists. <laughs> Has she cut her hair, or was it just the one time? She's cut her hair just once for the... Cause she likes to keep her hair at like a very medium length, so so clearly you're more generous than. Her. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, Lucy, thank you so much. Lucy and her mom come. They've been here five times, like she said, five different years. Um, I just couldn't believe when I saw her. I looked at her. I went, "You're an adult now." Wow. Um, so thank you, Lucy, for coming again. Thank you. That's really cool. Yeah, so, seeing the the, the return, uh, the people that keep coming back, and especially these people who have gone from kids to adults. A little girl and a teenager now. Yeah. The hell? What? So does time advance? Is that the deal? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Um, and you know what? It's, it's so exciting. So um, if you guys remember, 12 years ago was when I wanted to cut my hair, and that's kind of uh, how we started it. And Joe from Gravity Hair Salon, the owner, he cut my hair 12 years ago, and his salon is still here. They come every single year. We added um, David Arnold Hair Salon a few years ago, and then this year we have a brand-new salon, Tier Hair Salon, and it kind of, I will say, they're like super excited because it's their first year. You know, we kind of come in, it's routine. We know what it is. Well, they came in with all this energy and it was like kind of refreshing to yeah. have them here. Uh-huh. So I'm really glad. That's excellent. All right, Kath, keep it up. We will uh, check back in with you a little bit later on and uh, see how things are progressing. In the meantime, we got to do the Bizarre file, so let's do it now. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. B-File this morning brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax-Free Delaware with thousands of rings and self-serve cases. Absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. We'll start with this. A 9-year-old Connecticut boy felt a strange sensation in his right ear, he told his doctor. Oh, no. Three days earlier, he heard a buzzing noise in that ear. Still, the boy felt no real pain, and he he, he could hear just fine. Uh, when asked what he had been doing, the boy said nothing more unusual than just playing outdoors at school. Well, Dr. Eric Waldman uh, peered inside the boy's ear and saw something unexpected. A tick appeared to be implanted in the right tympanic membrane or the eardrum where it was surrounded by inflamed tissue. This tick dug into his actual eardrum. In the eardrum. Yeah. <laughs> my wife sent me a picture of it. It's nasty. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Waldman attempted- Am I making you sick? Waldman attempted to remove the tick, but the embedded uh, arachnid wouldn't budge. By the way, ticks are commonly thought of as insects, but they're actually relatives of spiders. You know, I did not know that. Uh, Dr. David uh, Castle 
uh, said in any I'm kind an of arachnid. in any kid uh, removal of a foreign body from an ear is difficult, but especially in this case, the ticks uh, capitulum. Yeah, the capitulum is the, always the issue. The mouth parts that do the probing, holding, and blood sucking was <gasps> dug in. <gasps> And pulling the tick straight out would cause pain and probably tear the membrane. So the eardrum essentially acts as uh, part of a pretty complex lever mechanism, allows sound to travel from the outer ear to the inner ear and through the middle ear, where the isosceles or the uh, isosceles or whatever, the small bones, you need that drum intact for good sound. That's insane. It was in the membrane case. (laughs) Not removing the tick. Would also have consequences. Over time, the boy would not be able to hear well. Still, he did not want to inflict more damage, including a possible perforation of the eardrum. Um, yes. In the same in the membrane. I'm a tick in your membrane. Uh, so they didn't want to inflict uh, more damage to the eardrum, and a hole might, de- might not deafen the boy, but it would dampen his hearing. So, How did they resolve it? Uh, they put him to sleep. They were able to use... They uh, killed him? Bear- no, oh, wow. they didn't put him down. <laughs> That's drastic. Uh, they were able to use pretty fine utensils to remove the uh, capitulum of the tick. And Castle, who performed the delicate operation, uh, said the tick was tested and identified as a dog tick. A dog tick? Yeah, right. Castle, Even ticks have dogs? Uh, treated the boy mm. with an antibiotic eardrop and uh, healed any abrasions. A month later, he was doing well. His tympanic membrane had mended, and he developed uh, neither fever nor rash. So he did not go insane in the membrane, <laughs> So it's the smallest tick, the deer tick, right? That routinely is the one that is the the big issue here, the one that has the Rocky Mountain spotted fever and all that crap. Lyme or disease. Uh, Lyme disease, yeah. Lyme disease, yeah. yeah. A sailor assigned to the nuclear reactor department aboard the USS Ronald Reagan admitted to bringing LSD aboard the aircraft carrier. That's some trippy S. Yeah, in a uh, copy of a plea deal obtained by the Navy Times, machinist mate nuclear power third class Philip S. Colgrove. I occasionally drop some ashes. <laughs> Do you get tracers and stuff? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. Bingo, bango, boingo. Yeah. Hell of a time. Uh, uh, Colgrove said he wrongfully brought the powerful hallucinogen aboard the the Reagan. Riders on the storm. While docked at various ports across Japan as uh, though there's a right way to bring acid into Mommy, the Mommy, I want to F you. <laughs> Mommy. <Yeah. laughs> you just walked on down the hall. That's right. Uh, so I am the Lizard King. The... Look at my junk. The recent guilty pleas uh, from Colgove and uh, electricians made <laughs> nuclear power second class uh, Sean uh, Gebero uh, bring the total number of Ronald Reagan nuclear reactor sailors disciplined in connection with LSD abuse aboard the Reagan to four. A fifth is currently awaiting an Article 32 hearing. This is the end. <laughs> my beautiful friend. Ten other sailors, all from the same department. Reagan with his shirt up on stage with jeans. Already faced administrative discipline. uh, My nipples a little floppy. (laughs) Floppy? Mother, my nipples look like pancakes. (laughs) Uh, Um, so, uh, ten other sailors, all from the same department. My belly button looks like a vagina. <laughs> How did that happen? 
Uh, they're already facing administrative discipline last year for possessing and distributing LSD and connect. These are the guys that work in the nuclear, nuclear end of it. Do you remember years ago when we were on board the John C. Stennis, uh, yeah. which was the uh, the nuclear aircraft carrier, an incredible deal and surrounded by incredibly competent people. We met one guy, though. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, oh, so this guy probably works in the, in yeah, the uh, mess scrubs, or something. Or whatever. toilets. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? Uh, work the nuclear reactor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no! Exactly. Maybe he was on the ring. And, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. they moved him over there, Steve. I don't know. <laughs> All right, what else do we have here for you? This was really weird. A man was found dead on Wednesday morning at an imperial burial site on the out... I'm sorry, I'm laughing. I'm still thinking about Reagan. <laughs> on an imperial burial site on the outskirts of Tokyo after an apparent suicide. But it's really weird how he did it. Uh, the discovery came as a series of imperial succession uh, ceremonies. Took place in the Imperial Palace on Wednesday following the ascension of Imperial Nar- uh, Naruhito. It's a lot of Imperials. Well, the man was found dead at the uh, Musashino Imperial Graveyard where Imperial family members, including the great-grandfather and... Is this next to the Imperial churro stand? Grandfather of em- Emperor uh, Naruhito are right. buried. But anyhow... A crossbow bolt was embedded in the man's body, and a crossbow was found nearby. And they feel they think this guy committed suicide with a crossbow. With a crossbow. Well, I guess it's possible. I mean, it'll do it. You know, I mean, you can you can do it, but it's just kind of odd. Uh, the body was found in a closed area surrounded by fences where construction work has been ongoing. But they they located this guy. And he was in the imperial parking lot. Commute the commute. He commuted suicide. <laughs> he commuted suicide. He commuted suicide. Now you're speaking Japanese. He was wearing a kamudu. Uh, and he used a... Um, a cinnamon. A cinnamon. A cinnamon. No, he used a crossbow. A crossbow. Weird. All right. Uh, and that's a bizarre file for you. Uh, I need to thank our friends from Panera Bread. Who yes! have uh, provided food not only... At Kathy's Cuts, but here in our studio for our uh, viewing audience as well. And Jason Kelsey, our guest, who just stopped by. Uh, this is the third year in a row that we've had Panera Bread uh, that have been providing for Kathy's Cuts. So thank you very much for your support. And you can go to PaneraBread.com for all things Panera. As we take a break, uh, let's give away some more uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Uh, passes the screenings on Monday, and it will be at the UA Riverview at 730. We can take uh, 10 callers at 215-263-WMMR and put you on our list. So let's go ahead and do that now. When we return, I think we need to take this out for a spin. Uh, the Kentucky Derby is this weekend. Yeah. And, and, it, and it came upon me. I completely forgot that it was coming up this weekend. I realized it yesterday. Uh, I, I've been wanting to do something for a while. We'll do it on a bigger scale next year, but we're going to do it in, in studio this morning. We're going to do the Pennsylvania Derby this morning. <laughs> so so it's we call, we'll call this a soft open it's for next year's open. event. Next year it'll be a bigger, more physical right, thing. Right. But we're going to do the Pennsylvania Derby when we return. So stay <laughs> with us. We'll have a chance for you to win some stuff. We'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Give me a head with hair. Yes, long, beautiful hair. The uh, Kathy's Cuts has, what, what number of year is this now, Kathy? Twelve. Oh, my God, we're a dozen years into this oh event. Oh, my God. I remember the first time this was your idea to do this. 
uh, that we, we got an immediate response, but we just did it right here in our studios. And the next year we're like, well, we need to move it to a bigger location. Maybe there's a there's a, a bigger room downstairs that we could use. It moved there, and then it got so big that we ha- we needed a real professional location. And you've been at True Beauty Concepts for a number of years now. Yeah, you know what? I actually don't even know how many years we've been here. But yeah, we went to a few different places. If you remember, we were across the street at uh, what was that? Oh, a- the the Adams Mall, Crown Plaza. Or the yeah, crown plan, yeah, yeah. one one of those yeah, two, yeah. One of the one of those, but we yeah we were across there, and then fortunately we found True Beauty. I think we always try to keep it like close to the studio. Yeah. Um, but this place is like perfect. We just walk in, the stylists just walk in. True Beauty has all of the hair products, the brushes, the you know everything already. So uh, it kind of worked out perfect for us to have it here. Nice. And uh, so, how we do, do? You have any idea how many people sign up for appointments? So we have 27 people per hour. So, okay. um, and we started at 6:30. Last appointments will come in at 10:30. Um, we so far only had one cancellation. So wow. that's great. Um, I think, yeah, I think we're 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 doing pretty good. And All right. I'm, I'm actually. Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm, I'm no, now sorry. watching the video, which people can can see online, and I see a familiar face there next to you. Yes, it's Angela. Hi, Ange. Hi, good morning. How are you doing so far with all the cuts? Uh, everything's going great, and everyone's getting great transformations. So. Tell me about who's the, the little girl you're cutting right now. This is Stephanie. You're <laughs> such a doll baby. I love you. I think Angela had a drink before she came to me. Yes, that's Stephanie. She's adorable. <laughs> Nothing. So this little girl, actually, if you can, you can see on the video, and we'll post before and after, but you would think that she didn't have her hair cut yet because it's so long. This little girl's hair was, like, down to her calves, and Angela already cut 12 inches off, and she's, wow. it still goes halfway down her back. Whoa, man. Here's a yeah, girl she, who raises cattle and still has time to come in. Right. <laughs> her mom wanted her to do two lengths. She wanted her to try to get 24 inches, which I think she probably could have. Wow. Um, but uh, but she wanted to keep, she said, maybe next time. She's going to let it um, grow again. She's beautiful. Kathy, yeah, by and, the way, tell uh, tell um, Angela I'm a little uh, upset she didn't wear her carnival outfit from her trip to Jamaica <laughs> oh this God. morning. I was thinking about it, but um, <laughs> my wings are still at oh. the Fort Lauderdale airport, so oh. it wouldn't be complete. So people need to follow Angela on Instagram and see this outfit she was wearing. It's the most outrageous thing I've ever seen. It was insane, and yeah. you look spectacular. Yeah. Thank you. You know, I was the most covered out of, like, a lot of the people there in Jamaica, so... I don't know if I believe that at all. <laughs> no, no. one piece. Many one many piece. of the prostitutes were wearing less. Oh, my God. Wait, she said her bathing suit was a one-piece. If you consider a string that goes from your boob to down there, I'm not sure <laughs> that's a one-piece. Regular bikinis are less than what I wore there. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, okay guys. We, well, back to you guys. We love Angela, and uh, thank you very much, Kat. We'll check back in in a little while. So a lot going on there. Yeah, Nick. Angela Perfetto nine on okay. Instagram. So there you go. Yeah, be it's happy. Definitely worth it. She looks. <laughs> she looks amazing in these pictures. But the but the outfit is just it is as over the top as you can get. So you know it's become a little bit of a dilemma here now because there's a lot of extra people in the building doing work, and uh, sometimes a quick trip to the bathroom. <laughs> I had to hit three separate bathrooms oh, before I found uh, open stalls. Yeah, you know, and uh, so it, now it's I'm, it's it's like a sprint every time you go out the door. So, so you're you know, relieved and ready to go. I'm all set, but I, I actually had to go. I, I was over. I was at the Hilton and came back. Oh, nice, ladies and gentlemen. The Kentucky Derby is this weekend, and uh, you know what? We decided to do our own version and have a little twist on this. 
Uh, so we are going to take something out for a spin in in a certain way this morning. We'll probably do it a little bit bigger next year. But we are presenting for the first time ever on the Preston and Steve show the pencil touchy yeah. dirt. Correct. So, um, you know, there's a, I, I looked up and and by the way, it, we're going to do a trivia question uh, contest and make, keep it that simple. And we have a variety of prizes we can give away. I believe we haven't. In fact, we just slapped this together. Two one five two six three WMMR. If you think you know a thing or two about pencil tucky. And I looked up pencil tucky in the Urban Dictionary. Yes. Oh. And uh, got a couple of definitions for those who may not be familiar. I think everybody is. But uh, essentially, it's the region of Pennsylvania not found within either the Philadelphia or Pittsburgh city limits. An example is, I'm headed up the Northeast Extension into Pennsylvania. Uh, and another uh, definition from the uh, Urban Dictionary says, rural parts of Pennsylvania with large concentrations of country folk, noted for interest in hunting, country music, NASCAR, trailer life, Walmart, and working at the plant. Uh, often spotted wearing camouflage with full-grown beards or unkempt caveman appearance, driving pickup trucks with gun racks. Note, and I did not know this, Pennsylvania has the largest rural population of any state. All right. I had a feeling. It says uh, not everyone who lives uh, lives or is from these regions is a redneck, hick, or country bumpkin, but most who don't dislike the reference Pennsylvania and find it insulting. Yeah, really? I, I went to college in uh, Pennsylvania. I went in the middle of the state. It's a town called Lewisburg. And um, you you realize quite quickly when you drive out of this area that most of the state is not like Philadelphia and Pittsburgh. That you, There are yeah. a lot more Pennsylvanians uh, than you you might realize otherwise. Yeah. It's, you know, over the years when I was doing stand-up comedy and I was out in, in your area doing colleges and stuff like that, I was down here working all the time. And, and uh, I, I love that, that area. Well, it's, it's, so much of it is yeah. absolutely gorgeous. And, and you know, the, we've talked before about Wellsboro and Route 6 across the north and uh, central part of the state. It's really pretty. That's um, why we should have our own derby, damn it. Yeah, so so we may we're, we're going to I I forgot that the Kentucky Derby was this weekend. Uh so I want to do something that involves kind of um, you know, like a relay or something like that. And we'll work on that for next year. But for now, we got some trivia and I think that's what's going soon. on. Yeah. So 215263WMMR. Now it's tradition uh that uh they play this song at the uh at the Kentucky Derby. Uh and not only that, you know, so my most of my family comes from Kentucky, and almost any public event. Were you born in Kentucky? No, I was born in Tennessee. Okay. But, uh, but they will play this song before sporting events and all kinds of stuff. And I'll be honest, when I'm there and they play the song and I see my dad or mom singing along to it, I get choked up. Yeah? Yeah, because it's very reverent to yeah. the uh, to, to the state. But this is it. Uh, oh, the sun shines bright on oh. old Kentucky home. This summer, the old folks are gay. Well, not homosexual, but you oh, know, I happy. thought that was very progressive. That means. Well, the folks are gay. So anyhow, it's uh, it's it's tradition to play that. So I figured I'd just uh, play like a portion it. of it before I like we get it. into uh, the pencil tucky. Uh-huh, That's right. So I thought I'd play a little bit of that. So what we're gonna do <laughs> is essentially ask a couple of trivia questions. And uh, we'll see if you can get them right. And they're they're Pennsylvania-centric. So let's do the call to the post, Casey, if we would, as we get ready uh, for Uh, this first question. Here we go. (laughs) 
What, what are you doing? I didn't do anything. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that. Okay. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Brandon, uh, who's going to be our first contestant. Uh, hey, Brandon, good morning. Good morning. All right, we're going to do the Pennsylvania Derby. Essentially, it's just a trivia question. <laughs> you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, you sound like you're ready. <laughs> sound a little too excited, yeah, but you uh, you'll be okay. Here we go. All right, so here is your question. Anywhere else, this word means a stiff feeling in your neck, but in Pennsylvania, it means a stream or a brook. What's the word? Uh, a crick. A crick. And that's correct! Correct, sir. So, uh, nice job. Case, what are we going to give him? You know what, Brandon, for you, right off of the bat, we are hitting the ground running. We've got a table for you and mom and up to seven guests for a special Mother's Day brunch with Godshaw's Turkey Bacon. Whoa! Yes. So this uh, event is going to be hosted by myself and Jackie Bam Bam Sunday, May 12th. It's on Mother's Day from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Mummers Museum. This includes a tour of the museum, crafts for the kids, flowers for mom, and all of the brunch favorites, waffles, pancakes, eggs, fruits, biscuits, and Godshall's turkey bacon. Plus, something special from Godshall's own chef, Samantha Curitan. By the way, if you want... She's awesome. She's great. If you want to win something like this, go to WMMR.com, keyword Godshall's. That is awesome. So in... in uh, in Kentucky, in Tennessee, did you hear it referred to as a crick as well? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was creek. Creek. Fact, I, my, my, I've always heard creek. My dad was uh, born and raised in a town called Turkey Creek. Okay. Uh, and it was not Turkey Creek. It was yeah. Turkey Creek. I never heard the word crick <laughs> until, actually, I went out west. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. When I, uh, my dad and I went for a fly fishing uh, excursion in Utah. And there they called it a crick. crick. And that was the first time I'd ever heard that. Yeah, just uh, the other day I put out a brush fire with crick water. You with did? Yes, crick. I did. Water, water. water from the crick? Wow. Yep. Okay, I didn't know there was water in the crick. Let me go to Rob. Hi, Rob. You're on the air. Well, happy for you. <laughs> Rob, are you there? Okay. All right, we'll let him go. All right, let me man, go. We don't need you. <laughs> Next to Chad. Hey, Chad. How you doing? Hey, Nick. Yeah. I love you. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh, you do, Chad. Sometimes you just can't wait to tell somebody. I, I don't think that's ever happened. No, on this well, show we've it. been dating for like six months, twenty years. Oh. You right. met by the crick. Yeah. You're All right, Chad. Chad, are you ready? It's actually Chaz with an S, but yeah, I'm ready. All right, Chaz. Here we go. Here's your question. This tricky triangle is the home of NASCAR in Pennsylvania. That is the Pocono Speedway. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> we not more. All right, hang on, Chaz. Here's what we got for you. All right, we got a case of Yars Philly Pale Ale. What? Philly Pale Ale is the perfect brew for any occasion. Bring it uh, wherever the warm weather <laughs> takes you. Available at Yards at Fifth and Spring Garden and wherever fine beers are sold, including B2 Bistro and Bar in West Reading. I'm just laughing at the Zach Brown. Uh, the, uh, yeah, we, we made an edit over here while you were out of the studio. Uh, let me go to John next. Hey, John. Good morning. All right, John. It's the Pennsylvania Derby. You ready to give it a shot? I sure am. All right, here we go. It is illegal to sing in the shower in Pennsylvania, or it is illegal to sing in the bathtub in Pennsylvania. Which of those statements is true? It's illegal to sing in the bathtub. He's right. Yeah! Yeah! That, sir, is... 
is correct. And we have a prize, John, for you at the Pennsylvania Derby. <laughs> and we got a case of yards, Philly Pale Ale. <laughs> Philly Pale is the perfect brew for any occasion. Bring it wherever the warmer weather takes you. Available at Yards 5th and Spring Garden or wherever fine beers are sold, including the Beer Outlet in Philadelphia. All right. We're going to go next to Matt. Hey, Matt, you are on the air. You guys rock. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, so, Matt, uh, let's see if you can get this correct. We've talked about this on the show before. What is the Pennsylvania utensil used to assist with an unwieldy bowel movement? Say it one more time. (laughs) What is the Pennsylvania utensil that is used to assist with an unwieldy bowel movement? We've talked about it on the air before. Is it a spatula? Nope, <laughs> incorrect. Thank you. That's a good guess. Yeah, yeah. He's just thinking along the right lines. Solid would guess, work. but I'll, I'll try that question out on somebody else. Let me go to Joe S. Hey, Joe, you're on the air. Hey, how you doing? You guys rock. <gasps> you, Joe. All right, so we'll, we'll go through three different people per question if we get wrong answers, and we'll see, we'll see if we can get this right. If not, we'll move along. What is the pencil tuggy utensil used to assist with an unwieldy bowel movement? Unwieldy bowel movement. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Thanks, bud. Are they getting it on uh, the text? Not yet. All, All right. right. Next to Joe. Hey, Joe. I love you. Aww. Oh, so love. much love in the room. All right. Let me ask this question to you again. Joe, this one's for you. What is the pencil tucky utensil used to assist with an unwieldy bowel movement? Unfortunately, I don't know. Oh, oh wow. Man. Wow. We've talked about this a couple times. Yeah. Anybody in here? Nick, you or Steve, you I know, know the answer. Nick, do you know what it is? It's the poop knife. The, the poop, poop knife. knife. Come on, of course. The knife you use to to cut a, a turd that's proving problematic. Some people use a poop stick. A uh, poop we stick. Would have accepted we would have accepted stick. poop stick or Plato. <laughs> All right, let me go next to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Hey, good morning. All right, Brian, here's your uh, Pennsylvania Derby question. You ready? Yes, I am. All right, what is unique or what is a, about a uh, Pittsburgh potty? Describe what that is. We talked about this on the air one time, too. Oh man, um, is it, is it a hole in the floor or something? That's a really good guess. Hey, Judges, <laughs> I, I'm gonna sort of give it to him because, okay. it, 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 well, it's a standalone toilet in the basement, but a hole in the in the basement will do too. Yeah. So, Brian, we're gonna set you up, Case. Uh, what do we have for him? Well, we have a pair of passes to see Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Did I say it right, Pokemon? You did. All right. It's this Monday at 7.30 at the UA Riverview. It opens nationwide on May 10th. This was the phenomenon that actually made uh, the news of the, and we're not simply talking it's a bathroom in the basement. It is just a toilet. Just a standalone just toilet. So basically, so we gave him the hole because that's basically it, because it's just a bear. That's it. You go down and take a dump in this big room. All right, let's move on to the next contestant. Uh-huh, you thought me with none, huh? All right, we have uh, Mike, who's up next. Hey, Mike, good morning. Yeah, Zooks. to you, Mike. All right, we're playing the Pencil Tucky Derby. Here's your question. Truck stops in Carlisle, PA, are known for a healthy population of these big rig driver servicing bimbos. What are they known as? Uh, trucker humpers. Not <laughs> trucker humpers. <laughs> I like that. It's a good one, though. That's not what we're looking for. You mother trucker humpers. Let me go to John E. Hi, John. How you doing? All right, we're doing well, John. I'm going to throw that question at you again. Truck stops. Oh. 
and Carlisle, oh. and Carlisle oh, man. are known for a healthy population of these big rig driver servicing bimbos. What are they known as? Hmm. Hookers? Not hookers. <laughs> well, 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 technically, but there's, yeah. a, there's a name, there's a and, name. You, and you ought to know it. So if you're gonna if you're gonna participate in the Pennsylvania Derby, let me go to Angie see if she knows. Hi, Angie. Hello, how are you? And I actually grew up in Pennsylvania. Oh, what part? <laughs> Cambria County. Cambria County. About, about seventy miles east of Pittsburgh. All right. Well, let's see if you know this answer. Truck stops in Carlisle are known for a healthy population of these big rig driver servicing bimbos. What are they known as? Well, I was going to say uh, sewage dumps, or I guess uh, tank dumps. No, that's incorrect. It's an alliterative name, and we definitely talked about them on a number of occasions. The correct answer is lot lizards. Oh, sorry, I thought we were all doing it together. <laughs> like, you yeah, know. go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Like, what, what's the answer? Was, what's the answer? It's lot lizards. <laughs> all right, that's sorry. correct. Lot yeah. lizards for the answer we were looking for, and we didn't get it. So <laughs> he thought everyone was going to go. I thought it was like together. Family Feud. I you know, got hey. you. Know, it's very, it's very <laughs> adorable. Everybody, help yeah. us! One, two, three. Lot lizards. There we go. Now everybody. Pretend you're going to do it, and I'll just do it the way Casey. All right, one, two, two three. three. In my defense, I really wasn't thinking. I just you just went with it. It, it, it was you, the vibe I was feeling. You, you got to go with it. You ran with it. I, I understand. I totally get it. Okay, uh, let's go next to Erica. Hi, Erica. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry about you guys at work. No, it's all good. Uh, Erica, we're doing the uh, the Pennsylvania Derby. Uh, this one is much, much closer. This isn't fully out into Pennsylvania, but we've been talking about it in uh, the not too uh, far off past. And uh, it isn't in Philadelphia proper, so I guess it could kind of be considered Pennsylvania. But the stank ape is seen most often roaming in what borough of Montgomery County? Say it one more time. The stank ape is seen most often roaming in what borough of Montgomery County? Oh, gosh. I don't even know if this is in Montgomery County. Um, uh, Bristol? No. No, sorry. Incorrect. Sorry. Uh, let's go to Ben next. Hey, Ben. Hey, how's it going? I'm from Pennsylvania. Oh, very good. All right. Well, this question is a little bit closer to Philadelphia, but... Oh, okay. We've talked well, about it on the air a few times. The stank ape is seen most <laughs> often roaming in what borough of Montgomery County? Oh, man. I knew, like, every other question. Oh! And you'll probably know in the next few ones. This one's... You know what? I'm going to give you a different question. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're a good man. Oh, North Wales. It's it's the North Wales stank ape. I'm a, that's, it's technically... that. Yeah, it's not it, really... It's a stretch. Yeah. But this is... How about this? All right, here's here's a question for you. Pennsylvania has the largest population of deer anywhere in the country. So if you want to bag a 10-pointer, you better have your Remington... T- your, you better have your Remington hanging on one of these in your pickup truck. Uh, got, uh, truck... A gun rack? A gun yeah! rack, yes, exactly. Oh, that's a gimme. Absolutely. Hang on a second. We'll get your information. What do we have for him, Case? We got a case of Yards Philly Pale Ale. Philly Pale is the perfect brew for any occasion. Bring it wherever warm weather takes you. Available at Yards and uh, wherever fine beers are sold, including... 
Yavi's or Javi's beverage in Philadelphia? Yavi's. Right. Very good. It's J A V I E S. Would you say huh. Javi's or Yavi's? I'd say Javi's. Javi's. Huh. Like Javi Lopez? Yeah. I think that's J A V I. Sure. All right, probably could talk about this off air. Yeah, we could probably do that. Uh, so anyhow, we're going to have to wrap it up right then and there. So thank you for calling in for the Pennsylvania Derby. And uh, next year we'll do something. We'll do physical challenge. Oh, of course we have to. This was just a, a soft opening, as they say. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, we have a guest who's on the line. Uh, he has spent time in Philadelphia before. In fact, he spent time sitting to my left here in yes. the studio. Uh, he's got a new book out. Uh, it is available starting next week on May 7th. And uh, it's art, words, song, a whole bunch of stuff involved. And it is called Let Love Have the Last Word. We have on our show this morning, you know him from his world in music, his, uh, in the world of music and films, and now in the book. This is Common, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the line. Hey, Common. Hey, Steve, good morning. How you guys doing? Dude, Thanks. we are solid, man. Good, good, good to hear. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, our pleasure, of course. Uh, so, listen, Common. How long has uh, has a book been in the works from you? This particular book. Well, this book I started um, about a year and a half ago, um, and and it kind of really the, the the incubus of it was really because so much dissension and division was going on in the world, and I was. People would ask, not ask me like I had the answer, but that would be part of the conversation. Um, like, man, what, man, what are we supposed to do? And I just really, I didn't have the answer, but I started thinking about, like, what do I do in difficult situations? I, I try to, like, be the best person I could be and try to find tools to help me feel positive. And, I, and, I, and that's really what this, this book is about. Let love have the last word. It's, it's, it's dealing with love from different perspectives, love for people, love for community, love for God. Loving romantic relationships, and it's those type of stories and anecdotes in the book that that hopefully will inspire people. Well, you know, you, you become sort of this, um, you know, uh, this, uh, um, in, in a way, sort of a, a quasi preacher, and and you, you know, you're used in commercials a lot for your ability to, you know, to inspire, and you, you have a natural gift for it. But I have to ask: Is there ever a day where you wake up and go, "Ah, f this," <laughs> because <laughs> you seem perpetually positive? Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely know it's, it's moments and times where not just in a day, but I mean, throughout the day where I'm pissed off. I want to snap on somebody. I'm, I'm not I'm feeling discouraged about something. Dude, I was stressed out last night, to be honest. But, you know, that's what I'm talking about. It's like we all human beings. We all feel this. Um, but how do we get through it? What are the tools we use? And in the book, I talk about different things. I talk about from prayer to going to therapy, I, you know. I don't have it all together as much as, you know, I'm I'm not putting it on the front when I'm, like, positive. That's how I feel. Right. But I'm, I'm, just, telling people, I'm just telling people, like, man, these are some of the tools that I use. Yeah. Whether it's therapy, whether it be prayer and meditation, whatever it is. And, and my tools may not be the exact tools you need, but we all can use something to help us get to that positive space. Man, I, I agree, Common, wholeheartedly. And and as much as I try to live a, a, a positive life that you do as well, and I think most people do, there are those moments where in, in the heat of whatever may be happening, that anger, frustration, stress, whatever it is, kind of takes control. And that seems to be the hardest time. That is when you need to be conscious of Hey, I'm feeling these emotions right now, and I got to get a handle on this. Yeah. Do you have any tricks that you might use that you can recommend to people that in in that moment where it's like, hey, step back for a second, you know? Right. 
My man, one of my tools, like just to breathe. Like just recently, the other day, I was at the airport and and I've been like my flight was pushed back millions of times. So I'm like at the airport for about seven hours. I'm frustrated. And a woman came up and wanted to take a picture. I took a picture with her. Then five minutes later, she started FaceTime with her friend and just walked up on me FaceTime. And I was like, I wasn't happy with it. I was like, yo, like, but I, I just took a breath, man. I just took a breath, and, and, and it made me kind of settle myself and center. And I still said, like, hey, I don't want to FaceTime now, but we, I can talk and say hi to your friend, but this is what I want to do. Now, I naturally wanted to be like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? But but that one little taking a breath, paying attention to your breath, breath is an important thing. It's like one of my good friends say when you when you pay attention to breath, it's like a meditative thing. You kind of bring in the highest, your higher self, your higher spirit forth, and um, I think it's important. Or you know you might say a prayer. Or my mother always tells me. My mother told me, man, sometimes when you're thinking about somebody in a negative way, you think about putting light around them. Man, just put light around them. And I was like. And she was telling me, I see, you know, she get into it in, the, in lines in the grocery store. And she would be like, I oh, mean, I got to say a prayer for this person. <laughs> I mean, that was, those are some of the... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's old school, though, and it, and it, and it works. And, and to your point about therapy and things of that nature, in therapy, I learned the concept of what is the, the watcher, which is basically you, like a, a second you, always watching yourself in the moment where you can say, you know... St- step back and 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 sort of turn to that watcher you know is this the way you want to be for example the person with the facebook is this the person you want to be that's going to snap at this person and ask you the questions that you know that you need to be asked is this who you are is this how you want to react and when you you do that for yourself you start to say no i'm i'm, I'm better than this i'm going to react in a better way dude that's that's such a great technique and that's why that's why you know in the book i talk about therapy because it gives you the certain tools like it gives you tools so that you can be conscious you you said that word early and i was like that's exactly what it is we got to be conscious because we all go get emotion we all go be pissed off so how many people have you seen that like you don't see nobody that when they pray and be pissed off you don't see nobody like in meditative state pissed off like so i, I think watching yourself is, is the honestly is the whole thing it's like at, at certain points you just got to Wreck yourself, as they say. Before yeah. you wreck yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Have we not learned anything from John Wick? Which yeah. is, you know, turn the other cheek until it's time to not turn I mean, and that cheek. dude stabbed you in the chest. Exactly. You turn, look, turn the other cheek until they start coming at you. The I have to add. I have to ask you about that because the, you were you were excellent in that movie and and um, I the third one's coming out your your fate was not completely established at the end of John Wick two or, or, or will there be any more? I mean, unfortunately, I'm not in John Wick three. Which I was super sad because John Wick was actually one of my favorite movies. Two is one of my favorite movies to be a part of. It was like in my top five movies I ever got to be a part of, maybe three, cause, uh, in a way, because of the way that we just got, me and Keanu got to got to interact, and it just was a great experience, and the way people reacted to the movie. But three looks incredible. My character is not in it, but they did say my character is not dead, so who okay. knows? If it's a four, if it's a four I may be 
applying the breathing technique. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to apply all the techniques from this book yeah. because we really suspect after seeing you in, in John Wick 2 that you and John Wick could be uh, could be friends and could be allies. Yeah, it, it, I mean, a lot of people had, had actually spoke about that and thought that the, the chemistry felt like that's what John Wick and my character Cassian would do. So I don't know where the writers want to take it. I will say... When I saw the pre-production for three, I was like, wow, this is incredible. And even looking at the trailer, I'm looking forward to seeing the film. Um, but, man, who knows? I mean, I think my character John and John Wick could definitely be partners. And my character could have a spinoff, too. I'm going to put that out there. Yes, I, why I, not, I, man? We'll support that. I would be in. So, uh, But, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on um, everything you got going on. It's cool that you're... That you're throwing all the love out there and and trying to trying to spread the positivity. So we'll just let people know the book. Uh, let love have the last word is coming out next week on uh, May seventh. So keep up the positive vibes, Common. All right. Yo, thanks, man. You guys have a great weekend. All right. All right, you too. And there's an appearance, by the way. It's Common, everybody. There's yeah. appearance he's got. Uh, he's going to be at the Uncle Bobby's Cafe, uh, Coffee and Books on Germantown Avenue, June first. So he's going to be in town. Very nice. Yeah. Maybe he'll have some time to come by and say hello. That'd be very cool. Which would be nice. All right. Anyhow, we should, by the way, take a break. Kathy's Cuts is going on, speaking of positive vibes. That is happening as we speak. She's at True Beauty Concepts uh, in Southampton. And we'll check back in and see how things are going. But tons and tons of people coming in, getting their hair uh, cut and then donated. It's a really cool, positive thing. We're going to take a break and be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. The uh, Kathy's Cuts, the 12th annual, is going on at True Beauty Concept. So we thank everybody involved and a lot of people are involved. Uh, but in the meantime, we have some uh, other things to get to. Now, I, I have a couple things to mention, but right before we went to uh, on the air here, Nick said he has something stupid, and we applaud all things stupid. Yes. Uh, we thrive and, on it. And this is some and, and you said it may be really dumb, it may go nowhere, but it's some kind of a debate in your household. And it's uh, keys off of something you said the other day, Preston, um, and my girlfriend heard you say it, and you were eating, uh, I think we had a, a meet and eat or something earlier in the week, and you were talking about uh, we only had a certain amount of time in which to eat, mm-hmm. you know, during the break. And so you came back and you said you had woofed something down. Oh. W-O-O-F-E-D. Yeah. That's how my girlfriend says it, that mm-hmm. she woofs food down. When I, know, I know the argument. I say wolf it wolfed, down. Wolfed it down. Oh. And uh, I I've, believe... I've heard that, both. I believe I'm correct um, because I always think that I'm right. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I... But I, I think... Uh, I, I'm really curious as to what the actual proper way of saying it is because I've just been saying my whole life, oh, I wolf that down like a wolf would inhale some food. I've always said wolf, yet I've I've heard woof it down. That's the, what the way, Yes, the way like a dog, like woof. Right. Yeah. Woof. But the woof is like the, the you're barking. You're right. Not, you're not eating. You're but not you're ingest- barking to keep people away from the food you're eating down so vigorously. Okay. I, I think maybe the reason that I've always said woof is I think I've seen it spelled that way. Oof, really? And, yeah. Okay. And uh, that might end your argument. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, let's do a quick check. I'm, right. I'm not so really sure. Wolf, wolf as opposed wolf to, because when you wolf, wolf 
<laughs> the way a wolf right. voraciously yeah, eats. In, insinuating that, that a wolf would eat voraciously, a, a like, wolf, yeah, yes. like you were saying. Yeah. A wolf mm. probably doesn't do a lot of chewing, uh, chewing while digesting, you know, while, while eating. So they, they, they take a couple of bites and then they inhale it. But right. what do wolves say to other wolves that are, that are vigorously they, exceeding the w- natural wolf yeah. eating? Do they say, they say boy, wolf. buddy, you're woofing that down. Yeah. Oh, right. No, he says, you're ussing that down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we really weed that down. <laughs> And remember, when you hear a wolf howl, it means that the water, the uh, surf tank is about to start at Great Wolf Lodge. You know what? I think I have to get to Great Wolf Lodge. You should. <laughs> you, you speak so glowingly of it. My kids still want to go. Okay, so I have 18, uh, about to turn 17, and a 12-year-old. And I thought we were done with that, and I offhandedly mentioned Great Wolf Lodge the other day. Like, when are we going again? I'm like, you guys, re- you still want to go to that? I thought you had outgrown that. Oh, no, no, we want to go. I'm like, all right, Dude, I'm game. How about that? I, I Listen, I'm a season pass holder at uh, the Maury's Pier Water Parks. I love water slides. I love them. How big is the, the water slide there? What's the biggest water slide there? Well, I mean, well, they have two different parks to choose from. Okay. So, uh, you know, they have one that's like a the cliff jumper, right? right. So, it's just, I mean, it's just kind of like a straight down thing. They got... Uh, <laughs> I mean, believe it or not, like, <laughs> this is going to sound so weird. Okay. I, I go into, like, the little kids' water park part. Right. My, cause I don't go in there by myself. I'll go in there yeah. with my children. <laughs> I hear you, bro. <laughs> but there's a reason why. I hear you, roast beef. There's a reason why I like it. It's because. Yeah, me too. There's, there's one, uh, there a couple of different parts where, like, water comes cascading down. If you On stand, a water slide? Uh, no, in the little kids' water park. Oh, okay. Where. If you you could stand there or sit there and let the water beat down on your on your uh, ch- uh, neck and shoulders and it's like a massage, like a little water massage. Yeah. I love that. I okay. love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, by the way, it looks like we're I'm just buying time for you <laughs> to find out what it is if it's woof. Yeah. I love the way you wrap stuff up. No, so, but he and he means there. that. And that 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 sort of, it's it's like when you put your crotch in front of the water exchange in a built-in pool. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. Pool yep. jet on my balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's actually a line from when we went to Jamaica one time. Chuck said that we were we were sitting <laughs> oh, that's by, right. having yeah, a heart yeah. to heart conversation. We, we got we got into this really deep. Here we are in Jamaica. We're in yeah. paradise at, at this uh, resort, and it's our, we're only there for like two hours, and we're in the pool, and we just started. And somehow or another, we got we got on some conversation about depression or alcoholism or something like that. Chuck mm-hmm. just goes, "Hey, by the way, there's a pool jet on my balls." <laughs> And honestly, that's yeah. that is a that's fun. That's yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, I think that Wolf is getting more votes than uh, Wolf, Nick. Yeah, so maybe I think, we should uh, do a, a Twitter poll or something. Yeah, that might be that might be the way to go about it. Well, thank um, you for indulging me. No, nah, no problem. Listen, something else I wanted to bring up. I saw this this morning. This is brilliant. Uh, Dairy Queen oh. apparently, you know, they have blizzards at Dairy Queen. What's their new thing? Uh, well, they have announced that they are going to be doing blizzard flights now. Oh, I love to where? Them. Me? No, you don't take them anywhere. Oh, a flight oh. is. Oh, you mean like a flight of yeah. uh, of, of, of wine or, or beer or champagne? Correct. Or Rita's a... Water Ice has been doing this for a little while too. You get a variety of them, so you can oh. sample the flavors. Yeah, you're right. Rita's has been doing that, but now they're doing this with blizzards, mm. and that's great because sometimes I will see the featured blizzard or something like that, and I'm like. I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to risk getting a whole one and then not like it. You know Can what you I mean? Can you send your blizzard captain out here? Right, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to uh, <laughs> ask his advice. So they have the I'm mi- pairing it with this. They have the mini blizzard treat flight. Mini. Which includes uh, blizzard flavored choices like uh, caramel cannonball, 
cotton candy. I wouldn't try that one. Nah. And uh, summer berry cheesecake, among others. So I went to a Dairy Queen a couple of weeks ago for my wife, who just had a massive craving for it. And, um, man, they're, they're, it, it's like a surgical process putting together those blizzards. They got the... Yeah. It has to be mixed out just yep. right, mm-hmm. and I was it was I was like watching a, a neurosurgeon at work. You can call me boring or or whatever, but, but I, don't I, call me late for supper. Don't call me late for supper. <laughs> but I will only do the Reese's peanut butter cup blizzard. I don't care about any, and and I obviously call am me. a big fan of of sweets, but that's the one that I like, and I don't I don't. Uh, I don't stray from that at okay. all. Okay, all right, so you're not adventurous in the Blizzard department. It's not that I'm not adventurous. It's just that I don't need it. I know what I like, and, uh, and that's shut what up. I like, yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have to shut up. Okay, thank you. No, I, I will try the ones. I, I will try. They, they have, like, a, a Blizzard of the Month. What's your favorite Blizzard? Um, That's a good question because, you know, around uh, fall, I like their uh, pumpkin pie Blizzard is Ooh. really good. And around Valentine's Day, they do this uh, chocolate and strawberry one that's kind of yummy. Didn't you come up with that? Didn't you come up? You came I up, you came, came up with an ice cream flavor. Yes. Which I presented to our friends at Bassett's, and they never came through with it. Uh, but I thought uh, chocolate-covered strawberries and cream mm. would be a great Valentine's Day-featured flavor of ice cream. Why so does no one do that? There you go. I just gave it to yeah, you. Yeah. Why With a really good cream sort of, you know. Yeah. Why yeah. does no one do that? It seems like an know. obvious. I think it might be difficult to have small chocolate-covered strawberries to survive the mixing process. On, and all together. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Two things. Bassett's might be coming back around. I don't know if you guys heard that. But, what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you more later. Uh-huh. Um, Lauren Henwood is working with Mike Strange, our buddy Mike Strange. I love Bassett's. Mike. He's yeah, great guy. And he's yeah, great guy. now Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Doctor yeah. Mike. He is one of the Oh, we're using our made-up name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> In fact, I saw him walk through a portal into the uh, sales area. <laughs> oh. So it gets from place to place. Yeah. Uh, but the, um, the guy who ended up in second place, I know we've been talking about Jeopardy a lot lately, but the guy who ended up in second place on Jeopardy last night, uh, one of his hobbies was creating ice cream at home. And then a little interview portion, he was talking about all of these strange flavors that they made up. And one was like a port wine flavor. So it was almost like a moose tracks, except that the ribbon was port wine. And then mm. there was something that went along with it. So I guess you can kind of make any ice cream you want. Uh, you can. I, I, I tend to rely more on foundational mm-hmm, flavor. Me like too. I, I like, you know, to me, I, I like, okay, it's this is chocolate and has a little bit of this in it. But I don't, when you get too crazy... You can go straight to hell. <laughs> you like that Zaz ice cream, right? Zaz the, uh, is the, the black, awesome. ma- black magic. Oh my god! Yeah, they're right, and they're right in Germantown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, right in Mount Airy, I should say. I'm thinking, Preston, if we're inventing flavors, uh, I would like a Belgian waffle and cinnamon ice cream. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's got yeah. some definite uh, potential. Dr. Strange could do that. Yes, he could. Here's somebody. Now, I've had this before, and I've forgotten about this. They don't have it on the menu at uh, Dairy Queen, but there was one nearby me when I lived in, in Delco, uh, and it was the banana cream pie blizzard, and somebody texted that in. And that was really good. Or maybe it was a banana pudding when they call it. But Ooh. anyhow, try that sometime. Hey, you know what you guys should try? Hershey's has an ice cream, and I believe it's called Graham Central Station. It's so good. Wow. Yes. It's like Graham crackers. Is it, it like Graham Slam? Like Turkey no, Hill? No. Okay. It's like a billion times better than that. <laughs> okay. And it's is that is, an actual statistic? I don't know. I just made it up, but it sounded good in my head. Graham Central Station. Graham Central Station, I think, is what it's called. And so it kind of tastes like a Golden Grams a little bit. Oh, those Golden Grams. Yeah. Wow. Oh, those Golden Grams. Uh, my wife made a cake the other day. It was for uh, my daughter's birthday, and it, it wasn't... 
it wasn't technically a cake because you don't bake it, but the ingredients are laid out like a cake is, and it was a, um, it was an eclair cake, mm. and it was so damn good. It was made with graham crackers, um, a, a I think a vanilla pudding mixed with uh, whipped cream topping huh. and chocolate across the top and stuff, and it was out of this world. It was absolutely phenomenal. I will have to bring some in for you guys. One of the best cakes I've ever had is a cake that uh, uh, my neighbor had made with a Nutella. It was like a, a mm. Nutella. Was that the icing? Like a devil's food, and it was it permeated the entire cake, but it was since I like moistness. Yeah. Moist. <laughs> I like moist a little bit of hair. Not too much. Not too much. Not that you don't have that you have to clip away to get it every Some dresses it up a little right. bit. Yeah. Um, okay, well, we're going to move on from hair and pie and all that. Uh, I do, but we're going to stay with the mouth uh, for a moment and taste. And the, On tonight's mouth chat. The uh, the headline in this article kind of, I, mean, I haven't read it yet. It's very, very short, but it says, study, you don't actually like the taste of black coffee and alcohol. It says you might think you love your black, your coffee black or the taste of beer, but a new study says that's not really the case. Northwestern University researchers found that the taste preferences for bitter or sweet aren't based on variations in our taste genes, but rather the genes involved with our emotional responses. Mm-hmm. The study leader said the genetics underlying our preferences are related to the psychoactive components of these drinks. People like the way coffee and alcohol make them feel. There you go. And that's why they drink it. It's not necessarily the taste. If I may jump in here, Case. I was just having this conversation. I don't think anyone who tells me they love the taste of vodka, I I can't believe that. That to me, but but in this case, that it would elicit a a response or it reminds you of relaxing or, or whatever... Then I get it because when people say, "Well, you develop a taste for it," I think what they're at, what they're actually meaning is you develop a, a appreciation. an appreciation for it and a set of memories associated with mm-hmm. it that you that you like. Because I don't like black coffee. I like uh, I I put a little bit of uh, milk and a little bit of sugar in it. Right. So I drink. Casey gets me a black uh, a, a cup of black coffee every morning. Right. On my way to work, I drink coffee with a sweetened cream in it. I have, you know, like French vanilla cream, and that's the way I actually like it. Right. But I've had my allotment of the sweetness for the day, so I just, but I want the caffeine, so I have the black coffee. So I've been drinking black coffee for years. I have one cup of it here on the show right. in the morning. I still don't like it. Yeah, I have I developed. I still don't like it. Uh, it's like almost like a resistance to the flavor, or, or you know, because I do the same thing, the same exact thing, Preston. I have sweetener in my coffee. And and I've said this, I believe to you before, Preston, about the taste of alcohol. And I, and I you know, I, um, I tend to believe that people say that they like the taste, but the truth is, if it didn't give them a buzz, they wouldn't be drinking. I agree. However, I can say, and I've told Nick this before, uh, the first beer of the weekend. If I crack that open and I take a sniff of that, I'm like, oh, <laughs> my mouth starts to water. And that first taste, it's not. It's yummy. It's actually, it's flat out yummy. So I can't fully agree with this study. So, how long between that first visceral sensation to the point at which you are legitimately completely bombed? Uh, 
Oh, wow. That's uh, a couple hours. Yeah. A couple hours. Yeah. I'm on both sides of this because I think that I love the taste of coffee. I can't. I drink black coffee, and that's all I drink, and I drink Americanos. Do you um, drink decaf Americanos? No. Okay, then you don't like the taste of coffee. For those you're, who, you're for like those who don't know, an Americano is essentially is espresso with water added to it. Okay. Because if I have a coffee, I, I can't drink it with any sort of sweetener, any cream or sugar. If I have a sip of it, I, I can't drink it. Hmm. But I think it's just the taste of sweetener. But um, I drink vodka waters as my, my go-to drink, um, and I will take a sip of a drink, and it tastes... Very good to me, and then vodka I will, and water tastes very good to you. Yes, and then I will give it to somebody because I will actually say, um, "Can you taste the vodka in this?" Do you think you know? Every once in a while, you wonder if the bartender like short yeah. shorted you, and some people will take a sip and they'll like cringe and they're like, "Oh my god, all I taste is vodka," and I don't even taste it anymore. Wow, I got four words for you, Preston. Yeah. Beer in the shower. Oh, there you go. We've talked about that before. That's pretty magical. That's all you need, man. It's still magical. Another... I, I haven't done it in a while. Three words. Beer while driving. <laughs> no. no. He is no. illegal. Oh, yeah. I got, yeah, 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 I got yeah. is it five words for you? Iced tea in the shower tastes better than beer in the shower. Because iced uh-huh. tea tastes better than beer. It's, uh, it's just as simple as that. Man. Yeah. I got six words for you. Iced tea is a good actor. <laughs> I agree. That's two mm. words. Okay. Uh, there are a lot of people. I don't think I've seen the word bull s written more times in our uh, text messages about before. the wolf or wolf. No, not the wolf or wolf. Oh, okay, <laughs> I about think about the fact that that alcohol or coffee doesn't actually taste good to you. See that one tweet there? It was, I, we, I didn't realize this. It's actually the wolf of Wall Street. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Well, and there's so many different flavors of beer these days. Like if you you know different styles and different flavors added to it, fruits and well, you're saying alcohol. You're not necessarily saying beer, right? So like, but when is, you said no, I, I said at the top. All. At the top, it says uh, does it say you, beer? It says you may think you love your coffee black or the taste of beer, but okay. a new study says that's really not the case. So I don't know. So um, I, I I can see beer people liking the taste of beer. I, I hard liquor on. So what your your liquor of choice is um, bourbon. Bourbon. Mm-hmm. The taste is there, right? You you believe there's a there's a taste. Of, is it yeah. sweet? Is there a sweetness to it? Uh, some. Yeah. I mean, they all have their complexities right, right, yeah. and different flavors to them. But um, it. But you see what I mean about vodka? Yeah, I find yeah, it now, very now, hard to believe that vodka has a. Well, the difference between mixing it with something to add to it is is completely different than uh, just straight up and, and not on the rocks, no water to water it down or anything. Would I call that refreshing? Right. Hell no. <laughs> Are you kidding? Oh, oh, my God. I feel so much better. I needed that. Um, it's not that way. Um, there are flavored vodkas, though, that I, that, pe- sure. that, they, that people Loads love. Of them. Yes, yeah. Loads of them. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't know. I can, I can see both sides of this. I can also, I also believe in acquired tastes and maybe that's part of what this is mm. that you, you add up the experience and all that stuff? Because listen, the, the first time you taste beer, it's pretty nasty and you, you think, <laughs> How, what, did you, were you the opposite? No, no, no. Chances are you're having a pretty crappy beer, too, because the first time you taste beer, it's it's not, not likely going to be a craft beer, you know, that IPA or something that's made a little bit more care. It's a, it's a Milwaukee's best that's warm. I remember, like, almost throwing up while drinking a beer when I was younger. Um, Just from taste, not from alcohol? From taste. It yeah. was, I was like, yeah. oh, my God. You know, and so I was on the beach in Strathmere, and I was just, oh, I was probably Sixteen or something. Yeah. I didn't like really drink a whole lot in my high school years, but uh, 
uh, you know, I every single sip and gulp was was a battle. Mm. Yeah, I'll remember 16 years old, my parents' basement, my first taste of lager, Yingling lager. And it was awful. Yeah. And I never thought, how could anybody like this? But now I do. But Nikki said, uh, uh, your fierce beer is probably bad, but these days, like kids, their parents have really good beers in their fridge. Oh, so they're spoiled. Well, yeah, you're right. spoiled. Your parents don't have Natty Light in their fridge anymore. They have good <laughs> beers. And, like, this generation will never know a beer list that doesn't have craft beer on it. Yeah, it depends on what. I mean, like, craft beers, I think they're disgusting. Yeah, right? you know, you hate uh, I, I hate yeah. them, right? I, I, ones that are uh, that are high and in, in, that have the real hoppy IPAs and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I can't stand Damn them. And I've been drinking beer for a long time. Do you know time. what you need to try then? What? Robert Kraft beer comes with a hand job. <laughs> <laughs> right? That's good. Yeah. I love it. And a finger. <laughs> yes. Uh, fig- board, so that's yeah. new, right? And, the and, finger and, and the pegging. Crack? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. What? This, so yesterday the news broke as a part of this whole Robert Kraft story that not only was he getting what he was getting at the shop, uh, but his own fingers were, uh, how do you say it delicately? They were uh, <laughs> in his butt crack. Oh, those were his fingers? Yes. Oh, I thought they were her fingers. No, I believe he was aspiring to get to her fingers, but started with his own. You well, Hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why we didn't talk about this. This guy was there. playing with his own butt? Yeah. During, okay. That's hey. just weird. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Have you no decency, man? You're getting in the way of your hooker. Well, what, are you, what are you paying her for? I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Wait a, a second. Glove on or something. Oh, you, oh, your finger feels. No, no, that's you. Uh, <laughs> really? Really? I mean, this dude's got money to burn, man. Right? Yeah. You know? But, you know. Yeah, maybe it was he didn't want to pay for that add on. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want the silver elite package. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, multimillionaire. He, he pulls into a strip mall in his Bentley. Well, he does, and his driver does in a Bentley. Yeah. I got I to gotta wrap my mind around that for a moment. Uh huh. Wow. Be yeah. paying for it. Why don't Ooh, we... I feel so good. <laughs> Why don't we take this moment to see if Kathy Romano's there? Oh, Hi, oh Kathy. boy. Yeah, that's right. There? Yes, there. I'm here. Hey. 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 We're just up talking about a guy playing with his own butt. It's going to be a perfect segue to go to you. Um, Sounds about right. Hey, you know what? We we skipped traffic, so I tell you what. Why don't we get that at the end? But how are things going at, uh, at Kathy's Cuts? Uh, they are going well. Uh, sorry I had to bump you guys. Fox came out, and, of course, Mike Jarek wouldn't shut up, so uh, they came to me a little bit later than normal. Um, and then I couldn't hear them, so that went well as, uh, as well. Uh, but everything is going wonderful here. We had um, another adorable little girl. I know I keep focusing on the kids, but, like, they're just so darn cute yeah. when they come out here and they get their hair cut. And a lot of them, another little girl came out, and her hair was cut, but it was still long afterwards. Um, so, and, uh, we had, I don't know if you guys remember, we had the two teachers, they're like six, five each. They came out two years ago. Um, and yeah, uh, actually the guys, right? The, the guys. Yes. They're two male teachers. Um, and he brought, so his hair wasn't long enough to cut he came out again this year. It wasn't long enough to cut, but he brought his son and his son had his hair cut. So it was really cool. Um, and we're just seeing like amazing stories, uh, like that all morning long and yeah, it's going great. We're going to come back in a moment, though, because i got some bizarre file stories that I would love to share with you. So stay closer. With my... Oh, and by the way, uh, Nick, you're out and about today. It's oh, First yeah. Friday. Let's mention that real yeah, quick. Yeah, First Friday tonight, the corner of Bridge and Main, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, great time in Phoenixville. Uh, a lot of the bars and restaurants open up their doors, so swing by, say hi. Uh, corner of Bridge and Main in downtown Phoenixville, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. tonight. Nice. Yeah! Coming back with the B-Files. Stay with us. Oh, that yearly family picnic. The one where everybody shows up to hang outside, enjoy good food, great friends, and plenty of cold beer. And while it might be fun to watch Uncle Joe do a keg stand. Chug, 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 yeah!
MMR's Family Picnic has a kick-ass rock bands providing the entertainment. Shine down. Cause it's about to get heavy. Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. The Struts. And Evanescence. Plus GA performances from Fozzie, Bad Wolves, The Glorious Sun, and Sirafo. Bud Light presents MMRBQ 2019. Saturday, May 18th. BB&T Pavilion. WMMR.com for details on $25 lawn tickets. Hit up the rock shop for this year's MMRBQ t-shirt presale. Order now in time for the show. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Well, a wave of thefts has hit adult store uh, called Peaches. Uh, I'm sorry, Peaches and Cream actually is the name of it. With rampant clowns and suspected drug addicts pilfering expensive sex toys over this past uh, weekend. All right, could you run that back again? Yeah, this is in Australia. It's a, it's an adult store called Peaches and Cream, and clowns and drug addicts have been stealing things from there because of storms. Did you say no? Okay. I didn't say anything about storms. Okay, uh, so dingoes. Maybe you heard clowns and heard storms. Vegemite? A cadre of clowns spotted apparently pilfering a 19-inch double-ended dildo from a store in Auckland <laughs> is just the latest in a series of bizarre sex shops. Uh, that's in New Zealand, actually, right? Auckland, yeah. I, I thought you meant the 19-inch double <laughs> Well, that's, <laughs> that's, that's noteworthy yeah. as well. Here we go to our own double-A dildos here in Australia. Auckland is in New Zealand, yeah. These are thefts that have gone viral due to the retailer's Facebook name and shame deterrence strategy. The theft... Uh, the work of at least four clowns on what Peaches and Cream believes to be a stag party or a bachelor party. Okay. Uh, came just days after a group of repeat thieves was caught stealing lubricant, sex toys, and a penis extension device. Penis extension device? Wow, they have those? From a oh, store, happy day. Uh, in Wellington. Anne Marguerite uh, was behind the counter of the store on Saturday evening. One of the store's busiest times. She said to get a lot of people on their way uh, to or from dinner. And some are browsing, having a giggle. And some are there to buy afterwards if dinner goes well. It's really nice to work. You know how when you're going out to dinner with the family, you want to stop by the sex shop? Well, last Saturday around 9 p.m., two men entered the store, dropping a large bag at the door as if they uh, to show they weren't stealing anything. They browsed, inspecting the wares and examining a sampler uh, for a prostate massager. Uh, Marguerite wasn't buying it. She said one guy was way too chatty and he started to get creepy, so I asked him to leave. The other guy took a pile of stuff and walked toward the counter when he got two meters away. They just sprinted for the door. I grabbed him by the hoodie and started screaming, help thief. Uh, the street, it says the street is chock-a-block. I don't know what that means. Um, uh, there are people all around. So I've heard the phrase. I, I don't, it's, uh, does it mean crowded? Probably. She yeah. said, so Dumb and Dumber ran off like cartoon characters, feet in the air, fa- uh, flailing about in the gift boxes they grabbed just went flying. She said, uh, there were C-rings, condoms, and a big bottle of lube all over the footpath. How do you determine if someone's getting creepy in a store that sells C-rings and prostate massagers? Uh, then the charger for the ring fell out. He grabbed the ring, but uh, he's got no charger, and it's a specific kind, so he's stuffed, really, she said. He's totally stuffed. And amid the sexual paraphernalia was the key to the getaway car. 20 minutes later, the men's accomplice knocked on the door. Uh, this thief Marguerite had met before on Sunday afternoon back in February. She and another woman had robbed the store of uh, butt plugs, <laughs> um, earning on. themselves a slice of Internet fame in the process. She said, I knew that they'd been stealing, so I approached them and said, give it back. This doesn't need to go any further. One removed a mi- an item, and the other one looked at me square in the eye and said, 
I'm not opening my bag, so I put her picture on the on Facebook. Well, you can never shop in this butt plug store again. One of the items is a $329 remote-controlled butt plug. Wow, that sounds awesome. She said, and so I grabbed the pictures and called them the butt plug bandits. Is that voice control? And then apparently they got a lot of notoriety from that because uh, she put it on the internet. Oh, and some clowns robbed some of the strap on That is an amazing, amazing story. Yeah. Uh, do I have time for one more? No, yeah, I guess we don't. I'm really, sorry. No. That's it. That's all I have time well, for. Well, that was that was, that was worth its one. weight in gold. Yeah, sorry. I picked the long one. All right. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We'll come back in a second. Uh, don't forget, we do have a lesson question coming up, so we'll have a chance for you to win some stuff from the President's Steve Show and the Word of the Week prize. Giving that away this morning. We'll return shortly. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think we're going to check in one more time with the event that's been taking place throughout the course of the morning. Actually, it's been taking place for the last 12 years. This is the 12th uh, year for Kathy's Cut. So let's go one more time to Kathy Romano. Hey, Kath. Hi, I am here right now with Justin, who kind of looks like a male Pippi Longstockings (laughs) at the moment. Uh, we are getting ready to cut his hair. He is actually going to go from this long hair uh, to a buzz cut, right? He's going to shave it. Um, Brian, you guys remember Brian did the WMMR logo in uh, somebody's hair. Yeah. It was a few years ago. So we're going to do a logo. Justin, uh, first of all, where are you from? Uh, from Chester County, Cochranville, PA. And you wanted to, you're okay with this. You want to do the logo in your head? Yep. Okay. What, have you, what do you think you're going to do? Did you pick yet? Uh, either Flyers or Phillies. Uh-huh. All right, Flyers or Phillies, guys. What do you think? How about, um, uh... Well, there's still the season left with the Phils, so yeah, maybe so, you go with that. Yeah. Or maybe Flillies? Or the Flillies. <laughs> <laughs> they're, kind of... they're thinking Phillies, because you still got the season left. All right, you okay with that? Yep, sounds good. All, All right, right. He, he's going to do it. He's gonna, now, I just before you guys go, we have to check in, or I want to check in with this guy, because I'm not sure that he's okay. Oh. Hey, what's your name? Nick. Nick, how you doing? Good, you? Are you sure you're all right? Yeah, I had a crew cut for a long time. This is like the first time I've grown it out in four years. And you said this is a big deal for you. Yeah, I'd say so. And how come you decided to come here and donate? Uh, I was just growing it out for no particular reason. I decided halfway through it to be a constructive thing to do with it, I guess. Well, it is. And thank you very much. You guys got to have to see how much hair he cut off and how beautiful it is. But um, when he was getting it cut off, the, the face that he had on him, I felt as though I needed to go over and check on him. But he seems to be doing okay. No, he still seems like he's on the edge. Have, have there been any tears today, Kath? We did have one person puke, but uh, anybody, yes, anybody had- cry? Yes, that poor little thing. Um, she did throw up. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't see any tears. Good. I don't think we had any tears this year. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of confident. Everybody's getting a great well, new haircut, and everybody seems to be really happy. I think that speaks, if you do have people that get a little bit upset, it speaks to the sacrifice because some people, the hair is very, very important. And they take care of it, and they're proud of it, and then they want to give it for this great cause. I think that if they do get emotional, it speaks to what they're doing. Yeah. I think it's I think it's actually great. And then eventually, you know, they embrace a new hairstyle and all that, and they come around to it. But at first, when you first get it cut off, it's like, oh, my God. A little shocking. What did I just do? Yeah. You know, but yeah. it, it's all for good. We did have one woman that said, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I'm donating it, but I'm never coming back again. (laughs) (laughs) You do get some people like that. But, no, I mean, listen, all in all, it's been a great event. um, And we've been packed all morning. We kind of go, uh, in previous years, you kind of go uh, through a flow, and then you'll have, like, a lull period. You know, it won't be too crowded. I feel like every time I turn around, every chair is filled. So we're really doing well this year. 
Awesome. Well, uh, thank everybody there for us and, uh, you know, obviously the people who participated, but, you know, all of the different salons and Panera and everybody who made this whole thing happen, our MM Army, the promotion staff and all that stuff and engineering uh, because it's a process to put this whole thing Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Uh, and thanks. Yeah, for- and of course, all, all of the donors that came out, I feel yeah. like sometimes um, I forget to thank them because um, they're the ones that are donating their beautiful hair. So thank you to everybody that came out today. Cool, man. All right. Thank you, Kathy. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. All right. Kathy Romano and Kathy's Cut. One more time. 12th year that that's taken place. All right. Uh, We're going to move on to today's lesson question, and we are going to give away this morning a pair of tickets and some free food at the Food Truck Craze Cinco Bash, which is happening tomorrow and Sunday as well outside of the Oaks Expo Center. And the question I have for you this morning is, what do uh, Ronald Reagan's nipples look like? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. That's true. Uh, let's see if you're listening and you know the answer to that. We were talking about the USS Ronald Reagan and people doing acid on there. <laughs> what do Reagan's nipples look like? If you were listening earlier and you know the answer, you should call right now. You just might win. 215-263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Uh, Primo is celebrating National Hoagie Day on Monday, May 6th. It's coming Monday. Rewards members get a great tasting Primo sized Italian, turkey and cheese, or ham and cheese for only $5.99. The Primo size? Oh, yeah. They're freaking huge. I love them. Details and locations at primohoagies.com. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Eminem responding after Justin Bieber dissed him for, quote, not understanding modern rap, a.k.a. Marshall Mathers came back at Bieber calling him juvenile and saying, quote, I could beat you up in 100 gorillas. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Jenna Jameson celebrating losing over 80 pounds after a year on the keto diet with a series of sexy photos posted online. Jameson says she initially thought the keto diet would be difficult until she found out it allowed unlimited D. (laughs) Oh, my God. And finally, Peter Mayhew, the man who originated the role of Chewbacca, has died of a heart condition at the age of 74. Of Mayhew, George Lucas once said, quote, even though Peter was under loads of rubber and fur, we still managed to convince him he was acting. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood All righty, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this. Uh, What do Reagan's nipples look like? 215-263-WMMR. And we go to Rick to see if uh, he knows the answer. Yo, Rick. Yo, Rick. Yeah. All right, Rick, what hey. do uh, what do Reagan's nipples look like? Pancakes. Pancakes. <laughs> Hang on just a minute, Rick. Uh, for you, we have a pair of tickets and some free food. And this is at the Food Truck Craze Cinco Bash, uh, happening May 4th and 5th outside at the Oaks Expo Center. Over 30 food trucks, axe throwing, zip lining, oversized inflatable games, live music, margaritas, and more. Uh, Tickets are on sale now at foodtruckcraze.com. Let's do the music. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, I have only two stories uh, this morning. Yeah, um, but uh, there, this one's juicy. Okay, this first Ooh. one, you're gonna like this one. It's some good dirt. Um, Rage Against the Machine and Prophets of Rage drummer Brad Wilkes' estranged wife, former seven-year bitch singer Celine Vigil Wilk, has filed new divorce documents and is blaming his affair 
with actress Juliette Lewis for the failure Whoa, of their reconciliation that is attempt. Juicy, yeah. Yeah. Celine originally filed a divorce in June of 2013 after learning that Brad had slept with a woman who worked in a Las Vegas strip club, uh, but called it off later that year. In early 2016, Brad went on tour with Lewis and her band. Uh, Celine wrote, I later discovered that he was having an affair with her. In late 2016, Brad returned to Los Angeles and informed me that he wanted to set up a mediation. He said that he was moving in with Juliet Lewis. Now, I don't know the current status of he and Juliet Lewis, uh, but this is the reason behind the divorce. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, the couple were married in 2005. They have two young children. Celine is asking for joint legal custody of the children, uh, but wants primary physical custody and spousal support. Celine says that Brad earned $2.2 million in 2017 and believes that he should pay about $30,000 per month in temporary spousal support and about $17,000 per month in temporary child support. You're a complete dirty whore. Until the divorce is final. So, wow. So, you haven't heard of anything going on with Juliet Lewis for a while and I guess this is the reason why. Yeah, maybe. She was doing she was doing some acting, she's doing you know the music as well. She has her own band obviously. Yeah. And uh well here you go. Uh she's also seeking $100,000 in attorney fees and $50,000 for a forensic accountant. Oh, so boy. I guess I guess to look into his money. Yes. And uh, see exactly what he's got and maybe what she's owed. And one last thing, Paul Stanley, he's been making the rounds. He's got a book out, so there's been a lot coming up with him. And the book is supposed to be very good, actually. Uh, He's not a fan of streaming services. While uh, promoting his just-released second memoir, Backstage Pass, uh, the Kiss frontman spoke about how the era of streaming music is benefiting everyone except for the people that actually create the product. Uh, During a chat with Yahoo Finance, Stanley pulled no punches when he laid out how music streaming works. He said, overall, for the most part... It's unfair to the musicians because anybody who's a laborer should be able to set their fee. And then you either buy it or you don't. When somebody, in essence, and the whole way this started with streaming was basically, we'll pay you X or we won't pay you anything, he said. Yeah, I I heard some, um, I forget who the artist was who was talking about it, but he said it's, um, so think of it this way, you know, uh, uh, give me 10 pounds of music. Like, you know, it's just a very... um, Okay, how how does it get parsed out? You know, yeah. how how do the how does the artist benefit? Yeah. He went on to say that unfortunately the up and coming musicians aren't yet hip enough to the goings on in the music business to properly protect themselves and their work. He said it's just something that I find really wrong and I don't worry about me. He said luckily my rent's paid and then some. Uh but there are young people who are making music who may be very idealistic now and say money is not the motivation, but when you need to pay the rent, it will be um, Kiss performs tonight. By the way, they're in Mexico City. At the end of the day, all you need are your chickens and your extraterrestrial friends. <laughs> it's what you've held on to for exactly. all these years. And, it's what's kept me sane. And look at how successful you Absolutely. are. Absolutely, that's amazing. The majestic chicken and my intergalactic friend with the exceptionally long digits. I love how the chicken is majestic. It is. Yeah, uh, just in general, and uh, and you're your extraterrestrial friend. But not just. Successful, but like you're centered. Uh, yes, <laughs> I found personal peace through the clucking of the free-range bird and he of the glowing heart. Cluck, 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 cluck. Yes, turn on your heart lights. Right, that could be a kiss song. I know you guys are breaking up and everything. Or cluck, cluck, turn on your heart light. Retiring. <laughs> cluck, cluck, tur- turn on your heart light. Hey, buddy, people. 
Dude, they could have a little E.T. flying out over the audience yeah. at the Kiss show. Yes. Spitting blood, yeah. shooting fire out of his fingertips. Look at him go. Yeah, look. You taught him everything he knows. Absolutely. He's the real star child. Bill Weston's in the hallway shaking his head. He's looking. <laughs> He's just sitting there going, what the yeah. hell are you guys yeah. talking about? This is a big morning show? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kiss performs tonight in Mexico City at the Domination Festival. Have you folks ever seen an actual extraterrestrial? Here he is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, maybe, they, you know, he could come out and sing Love Gun or something. Absolutely. Like E.T. Or, or, you know, uh, Rock and Roll. I don't even actually know if you have a penis. <laughs> We've spent all this time together. <laughs> oh. There was nothing, obviously, in that movie they wouldn't have had anything to suggest genitalia. But in the actual... He's naked. He was so naked, right. so there was you're nothing. Right. We we would assume it probably would be on the order of a hidden... Yeah. yeah. Something that... Like the that shape went, of water. ...went penis. aroused. Yeah, yeah, like the shape of water's penis. I haven't seen The Shape of Water. Oh, you haven't? Do you see his penis in it? Oh, all the time. Well, really? no, but they describe it because, you, you know, he's obviously not wearing any clothes. Right, yeah. So, and like a, like a dolphin, it's yeah, internal it's and it makes its out. way out. It yeah. kind of goes, it makes it sound like whomp. Maybe it's an E.T.'s mouth. Exactly. It, yeah. it eventually just comes out. Oh, God damn, I kissed that thing. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was his tongue. <laughs> You may be carrying an extraterrestrial. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna have a belly baby. May have embedded some eggs in you somehow or another. All right. Uh, anyhow, they're playing uh, Mexico City, and uh, that's all I have for you in music news. So we have one more break to take. We're yes. going to do that very thing. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize, and then give that prize away to the proper number caller. So stay close. We'll have it all in a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks. Preston and Steve Show, so nice to say that Friday morning. Uh, and a good time today. A lot of things have been uh, going on, including Kathy's Cuts. Yes. 12th year that this has taken place, and it's uh, still happening at uh, True Beauty Concepts. And uh, all good. Thanks to everybody who has been a part of this, from all of the salon members and uh, all of the, of course, the people that came out and donated their hair. and bunch of good people. Our friends from Panera who catered the event and uh, all of the, our promotions department and engineering. Everybody involved in Kathy, especially for being the, uh, uh, the point person on all of it. So uh, we'll get you details on uh, you getting on board for it next year um, when we uh, start soliciting again. So that will happen. Uh, so cool to have Jason Kelsey yes. stop by this morning. He's a class act, that Jason Kelsey. Bill Weston, man, about town liked him a lot. Uh, yeah. yeah, and his uh, he and the team members are going to be involved in the Eagles Autism Challenge. And Jason was saying like 30 people from the team alone are going to be there. Huge, yeah. And it's going to be awesome. On top of that, you'll get alumni members, yeah. coaching staff, and all kinds of people uh, that will be there Friday, May 17th. And Saturday, May 18th, eaglesautismchallenge.org to get signed up. It's a great cause and should be a really cool event. And uh, we had actor and rapper Common yeah. on the show today. And um, very positive person. It's what his book's about, you know. He's like just trying to trying to share anecdotes and uh, thoughts about being a positive person and see if it works for you. He even said, hey, man, this stuff may not work for you, but yeah. it may work for a few but people. But if you, he said. No, he didn't yeah, say no. that. He said, uh, <laughs> hopefully it works for some people. He's just trying to, trying to, you know, help out. And yeah. 
Uh, the book is available. It's called Let Love Have the Last Word, and he is releasing that book on the 7th, and then he will be in town at Uncle Bobby's Coffee and Books. <laughs> Uncle Booby. The first time I saw it, Preston, I thought it was Uncle Booby's, and I'm like, wow, um, I've never heard of this place. Uncle Booby's uh, <laughs> Coffee and Books. It's going to be a great time. <laughs> Lots of positivity. Uncle Bobby's. Uncle Bobby's. Uncle uh, Bobby's in uh, Germantown, is it not? It is on Germantown Avenue. There we go. And that is going to be on June 1st that uh, Common will be there. And maybe E.T. will stop Absolutely. By, if you like him. <laughs> he was a botanist. <laughs> on this home world. <laughs> he goes on and on. Don't ask him. <laughs> What's this? Uh, hey, it's this constant announcement that we made at 9 o'clock this morning. Oh, we did, yeah, really? Yeah, I just want to reiterate. <laughs> hey, let's reiterate that MMR Rock Stone Temple Pilots for Rival Sons, uh, they're coming to town September 19th at the Met. It's good to relive that announcement. In Philadelphia. <laughs> Tickets go on sale uh, today, by the way, at noon via Ticketmaster.com. And you can win tickets through... The gentleman that is right here in our studio, live in Bella Kenwood, Pennsylvania, Pierre Robert. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. Pierre Robert. Why, uh, thank you. Yeah, it says his car, his electric-powered car, through the parking lot, up the elevator to the fourth floor, a broadcaster of import, a broadcaster who is a legend. Ladies and gentlemen, Pierre Robert. <laughs> Not going to get any better than that. <laughs> nah, nah, I can go home now. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. That's, uh, I can't top that. No, no way. That's it. Good uh, night, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for coming. <laughs> now, but it says here you'll have tickets to that show that I uh, just mentioned uh, to give for away the second today, time today and all next week. Uh, plus, uh, throughout the weekend, your chance to win too. So, sorry, I didn't mean to take away from your list of things you were going to mention that you have coming up on your show today. <laughs> I was going to mention that, so that's go. good. All right, we've uh, covered that. How about we do the letter today? We have not covered that. Yep. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today (laughs) by The Letter. That's like that Carson thing, isn't it? Yeah, Karnak. Yeah. Um, H for happy. All right, and uh, let's take caller 10 at 215-263-WMMR and let you take first shot at it. And we'll see if you can win the Word of the Week prize. So once again, it's caller number 10-215-263-WMMR. So we're getting ready for the weekend. How are you today, sir? Are you in the weekend frame mind? I'm framing. All right. Yeah, I'm re- I'm ready. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Are you, are you kids ready? Yeah. Oh, God, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Am I? Well, I mean, but you're already busy. You're out tw- You're out tonight, Nick, and tomorrow with the walk. You guys are out for the walk tomorrow, so. And Casey uh, and I have NASCAR on Sunday. Are you so, kidding? Yeah, uh, weather- they're driving. Yeah, no, we're yeah. not driving, but uh, we do get to take a bunch of listeners and uh, hang in a suite, which is really cool. Hopefully, the weather will cooperate on Sunday. Yeah, they don't like them racing. They don't like them going, you know, 180 miles an hour when it's wet. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> eh, it happens. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll ask what you have coming up on today's program. Yes. <laughs> that is a you question. don't quite know yet, do you? No, I do. You do. You just are so excited about it. You had to. I, you were taken aback by no, the opportunity. I was, no, I was thinking of yes, the band. Ah, but they're not going to be on the. Oh, program. you're just thinking about. <laughs> it. I was thinking about. Just it. Thinking about. It. I've seen all good people. I don't know. I just <laughs> was thinking about it. I feel roundabout, but I um, am really thinking what I'll do is Motley Crue because uh, Mick Mars has got a birthday. So we're going to celebrate that. We he's going to be, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. I 110? Think yeah, I think he's going to be 68. He doesn't oh. look a day under 130. <sighs> Something did, like that. Did you see the dirt yesterday?
yet? The movie on Netflix? Not. Okay. Uh, yes. And his depiction is actually pretty amusing. Because yeah. uh, yeah. early on, he finds out he has this degenerative disease, right. which is a fact. And um, the guy playing him, I thought, did a really good job. You liked him, Preston? He's great. Yeah, if you watch Game of Thrones, uh, he's a guy who plays Ramsay Bolton, who is quite possibly the, one of the most despised characters in that t- entire yeah. series. He's just brutally ruthless. And uh, and I loved him in this. Yeah, yeah. Mick Mars, because he's... You know, McMars is just kind of this curmudgeon-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, at the very beginning, they go, yeah, that's our guitarist, Mick. He's an alien just because he's so bizarre. Uh, but he was he was much older than the other guys. It's uh, I don't know if you would like The Dirt or not. I loved it in, in its, uh, you know. Rawness? And it, yeah, and it's yeah. rawness and that time and the fun that they have with it. And they, and they break the fourth wall a lot and talk directly to the viewer and just kind of going, yeah, it was the 80s. We did stupid stuff, you know, so. Oh, I want to see I it. I enjoyed it. I want to see it. Cool. Um, in fact, one of our, one of our, we didn't get to, but one of our uh, listener memories um, that uh, I was uh, attempting to share on our birthday and we just ran out of time was the guy that we put in um, the roller coaster oh, with yeah. Tommy Lee. The drum kit. The drum. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, roller coaster drum kit. I mean, yet another. Uh, I just it just occurred to me of the amazing prizes MMR has given out, amazing opportunities for listeners. And this kid was <laughs> ear to ear. I was covering it live as it happened, and he, his smile was ear to ear as he's in you know the drum kit with Tommy Lee going around like a roller coaster. When we uh, we had six a.m. play the MMRBQ, uh, I saw Nikki Six in the uh, in the catering area. And he was just kind of hanging out, so I went over and talked to him. I didn't, I didn't bug him, but we had interviewed him like the week before, and he was a really nice guy. Got a great picture and everything. But what I remember about that is they played the MM barbecue, kind of like a midway through the show set. So they had the rest of the night left. They went off, and then they played a gig at the Fillmore. That's yeah, right. and then after they played that. They went out in the parking lot and did a set for after the show. Fans, they played three shows in one day. I was impressed by that. Uh, yeah, that I was mean, pretty that, cool. That shows how much they love it. Right? How he loves it. Oh, yeah. good point. Good point. I had forgotten yeah. about that. So we'll have Motley Crue. Uh, we will have a block of Green Day. Uh, Mike Durnt has a birthday uh, coming up, and uh, also since you announced uh, that very special STP show is coming our way in Rival Sons, uh, which goes on sale today at noon. I think we'll start at noon with a block of Stone Temple Pilots and give out those tickets that I have. Phenomenal. Yo-ho. We're going to go to the phones and see if we can get an answer or get a word. That's what we're looking for. And caller number 10 is who we're going to, and that's Scott. Hey, Scott. (laughs) All right, so Scott, (laughs) what's the word of the week, man? It's birth. Great day in the morning. That is correct. It's for Scott. This is a really cool prize, man. We have a Valencia model foosball table oh. from Olhausen Billiards, valued at about $1,200. It's from Royal Billiard and Recreation. What do you think about that? Uh, my daughter's going to love it. That's phenomenal. Excellent. And it's a, it's a family. Playing the foosball is a lot of fun. You guys, you, you two will enjoy it. So hang on the line. We'll get your information. And don't forget that Royal Billiard and Recreation is your ultimate game room store, and they're having their annual store-wide sale, which is today through the 5th, and you can stock up on fun at Royal Billiard and Recreation. So visit royalbilliard.com 
uh, for all of the details. Uh, anything else we need to hit, Pierre? I you think good? We're groovy. All right, cool. Let me take our, a moment to thank our sponsors. The President and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Acme, the official supermarket of the President and Steve Show, and also Chorus Photography, the official photographers of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, next week, we're currently in the planning stages of what we have coming up, but I know for sure. That we have a live broadcast one week from today. Our friends of Subaru at America are going to be hosting us because of their amazing and generous contribution that they had once again at the Camp Out for Hunger this this past December. So uh, we're looking forward to that. should be a lot of fun. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have yourself a great weekend, gang. We'll see ya. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Hey, this is a message from Mother Nature. Can you please stop raining on Sundays? I'd like to enjoy my only day off. It rains every Sunday, guys. Every Sunday. Next message. I'm going to be the nerd and say thank you to Marvel for giving me the best years of my life. Just saw Endgame last night and it blew my mind. Next message. I love getting out of work early on a Friday. I hate... When I still hit traffic, because we got Sunday drivers out here cruising along, not even doing the speed limit. They're just like, yeah, get there when I get there. you, guy. I want to go home and start drinking. Boom! The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.